All right, who's ready for the Dirt Life Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. In a little bit here. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do it like right before the commercial break or something. So 45 minutes. Yeah, an man, hour this so. is a dope giveaway. This is this is some great stuff and it's perfect for this time of year. So it really is. So what? Uh, well, let me finish the introduction stuff. Uh, so I'm Georgie Hamill. I always forget to uh, mention my own name whenever I uh, start the show. And like I said, we got Vanessa from Solderweld in studio tonight. Uh, it's going to be really, really actually a good show because we have uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. We have the new Can-Am side-by-sides just got released, the 2021s. They're pretty sick. They are pretty sick. I actually just watched an intro video on them too. And uh, one of our buddies, uh, one of the guys that we, uh, well, I don't know if we've ever raced against him, but uh, that race is professionally. Uh, Hunter Miller, he's going to come on and talk about them, have a little bit of fun with us. It'll be cool because... He'll give us some real insight on it, like how it handles when you put it through some shit. Yeah, give us the real deal. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, our buddy Lance from Solderweld, he said that he was riding some side by sides this weekend, so that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, we're happy to hear that he got outside a little bit and got some free time and got to get behind the wheel a little bit, get dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finally, plus he always wants to race, right? He does. He does. He, any chance he gets. Honestly, as much as he loves everything about everything that he does, it's truly in his heart, the off-road side of things is is where his passion lies. Dude, yeah, it really is. So it's neat to, to have him uh, be a part of the show, obviously, and then to be able to let him get you uh, to come over as well. So, um, okay. Well, thanks, Lance. Yeah, thanks, Lance. <laughs> so uh, as usual, you can always join us on Facebook and YouTube. That's where we are live every single Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So you can join us any Monday night. Have some fun with us. Comment in. Hang out. Uh, You can join us on either YouTube or Facebook. And uh, you can always listen to the shows. uh, We call them the archive shows. But on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, every single network pretty much. Uh, Anytime after that. So you can go back and listen to all the uh, old episodes anytime you want. We have a lot of cool content. We've interviewed a lot of cool guests. So thank you very much, everybody, for being a part of the show. You guys are our lifeblood. It's really, really nice to have all you guys. And uh, obviously, we want to thank our sponsors like Solderweld um, because they've been a huge part of the growth and support of the show. So thank you to Lance, Vanessa, and everybody at Solderweld. You can always use the code uh, DIRTLIFE at solderweld.com and save a whole bunch of money. You can get stuff like this. Like if you can't wait and you don't win tonight, then you can get uh, one of these off-road repair kits. You can get one of these uh, welding blankets. It even has a little slit in it so you can push it around stuff. It's got some magnets on it. We just got a magnet right here to this little metal table we have in the studio. These things are super, super cool. Like I the, remember you saying about how excited you were when this was coming out. So I, I'm funny, excited right? to see you guys um, use it in the, on the off-road side a little bit. Well, it's funny because all it is is a welding blanket, right? And it's a small welding blanket. Usually they're pretty big. But this, since it has the little slit in it, it has some little uh, eyelets in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's perf- Like it's next level. Grommet, magnetized. It makes it really, really easy to kind of work in those tight spaces and, you know, protect. And of course, Lance is always putting his cool Solderweld logo on it. So thank you guys uh, very much for giving us this stuff to give away to our audience members. We can't wait to give it away in a little bit here. Uh, thanks to the guys at Rugged Radios. You can use the code DIRTLIFE over at RuggedRadios.com and save a whole bunch of money on any of their products. I know that they have some new stuff that they've been promoting uh, for dirt bike riding that you can wear a little walkie-talkie uh, system on there. That's really really cool so all the guys that go dirt bike riding when your buddy's in a side-by-side you can still communicate with everybody in their cars 
That's rad. Um, the Zollinger Racing Products guys, man, they we say it all the time, but they make such awesome stuff, man. Um, they have a awesome, awesome machine shop. They test everything during the races. Um, I forgot what they got. I think they got a fourth at the uh, Silver State 300 nice. this last weekend. Uh, that was pretty cool, man. So um, you can use the code DIRTLIFE over at ZollingerRacingProducts.com. Save a bunch of money. Uh, thank you to the guys at KMC Wheels. We have some cool stuff coming up with those guys. Ryan over there is always helping out the, the guys at Honda. We're going to have a, a show with the guys at Honda pretty quick here. We're going to go up to their shop and have some fun with them. Uh, so thank you to KMC Wheels. And, uh, yeah, of course, one of our biggest supporters, Justin, over at Shock Therapy and his whole team, they have uh, always been such a good supporter of the show. Man, Justin has supported my program when I was racing, and he just continues to be a badass. Um, so use One of it. my favorite logos in the industry, by the way. Yeah, because of the little shock <laughs> right there. I love there it. I love him. He's <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, so we just saw him on the screen. So that was cool. Um, and uh, thank you to Justin, obviously. But uh, you can use the code DIRTLIFE at shocktherapist.com and uh, save a whole bunch of money. And if you don't want to go, if you have questions or whatever, you can just call the shop over there and tell them that the Dirt Life sent you, and uh, they'll give you a discount too. So um, they're always working hard, man. So even in this quarantine, they've been kicking butt and taking names. So, uh, yeah, man, I just – I really can't wait to talk to, to Cadence tonight. She seems like she's got such a, you know, grounded level – uh, program and a racing. She's got a cool personality. Her mm -hmm. dad's been doing such a fantastic job with a racing program. Um, well, a couple of things. I talked to him earlier this week, and her dad's name is David. And so David Cowan used to work with the Honda guys, who we're going to go meet pretty soon. Really? And uh, also used to work for, um, I forgot who he said, I think Hendrick Motorsports? She's a super bright young lady. I love watching them on Instagram. I love their posts, their tags. They're just super enthusiastic and just like to get down and dirty. I don't know. I just love watching them. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't know if you got to see any of the intro pictures that they sent, but um, so he texted me some of them earlier this week. And obviously she has a cool car. It's mm. got zebra stripes. It's got some like... Uh, I don't know, it's baby blue or aqua and pink and yeah. stuff. I'm super into all that, like, creative creative stuff, right? But um, one of the pictures that they sent, she was like, it looked like she took a mud bath. Like, it, she was just covered in mud. And, uh, you know, on a helmet, they have the little visors mm -hmm. on them. She didn't even have that because she couldn't see out of it anymore. So she tilted it up, and then her whole face was oh, all muddy, too. Oh, good for her. <laughs> That's a fighter there. I know, right? She was going for it. So she had to deal with all the elements, but she still conquered them. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, so we'll get uh, – maybe we should ask her about that race. Well, I think that would be a good one. Like, <laughs> that, that's commitment. Uh, well, we hope everybody had a good weekend uh, over the 4th of July weekend, celebrated our uh, independence in this wonderful country that we have. Yes, yes. We were actually talking about the fact, I don't know about anywhere else, but here in Tucson, a lot of the fireworks got canceled. Yeah, I actually just sat on the couch and I could see them right from the backyard. Where did you guys have fireworks? We I don't know. They were right there. Next, well, like literally like... Maybe it was from the fire station because there's a fire awesome. station back here. So it was like not even half a football field away. I just got to see the whole show just chilling. Nice. Thank God my neighbors went illegal and we uh, had a nice fireworks show around my neighborhood because everything in Tucson where I am was canceled. So really? My yeah, everything. You know, I bought some little Walmart fireworks for my kids, but you know, my neighbors <laughs> went full full show so really it was great <laughs> was there any like gnarliness happening it was loud like shaking the glass in my house loud were all the dogs in the neighborhood my, parking? my dogs went crazy like i had to put them in my closet just so they could hide but honestly i was grateful for it like i sat in my driveway and i'm like thanks guys i appreciate it thanks for the love <laughs> did you guys have any uh refreshments too um what no <laughs> of course <laughs> sweet 
<laughs> so yeah, it sounds like everybody. Well, maybe you guys could chime in, comment in, and see what you guys did for your uh, <laughs> Independence Day. It sounds like they had like since there wasn't big fireworks, mm. that like way more people started little fireworks shows. Well, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier when I got here. Is the one thing that came out of the quarantine for me. I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I'm still kind of like you know Tucson's still kind of going through a second phase or whatever like yeah lockdown kind of thing and you know at the beginning it was super terrifying everyone was worried about their businesses but the one thing that kind of came at it for me was this moment to just take a breath and kind of realize like maybe i was overtaxed and maybe i was doing things i didn't necessarily need to do take a step back and realize what's going on yeah and i did things with my kids that i hadn't even done you know because i was homeschooling so I was like, okay, it's gym class. Let's go outside and kick the soccer ball around, which was things. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I hadn't done. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I thought, you know, all these years I have never been out in this cul-de-sac with my kids kicking a ball around, flinging a, te- a tennis ball around. So, Has it made it a little bit easier for you guys to, like, I don't know, share time together since you guys both have. Well, I don't want to say time off because you still work a lot. But yeah, the only thing I have to say that came out of it for me was frustrating was the whole like, hey, here's how to be a great at home teacher. And I was like, well, whoa, hold on. I got another job. Like, I don't oh. know how to be an at home teacher and, you know, do my job at the same time. Thankfully, I'm blessed. I work from home. Right. So it made it easier on me. So, yeah, the togetherness is definitely. Um, when did they go back to school? They're su- they were supposed to go back August 3rd, but they're not going back to August 17th now because of the new lockdown. But they may go back online. Oh, really? But they're saying they want them to wear masks all day. I can't see my kids wearing a mask all day in school. Plus, I feel like kids are going to cause way more havoc if they can wear a mask because they don't get caught as easy, right? No. Actually, I was <laughs> I have to tell you, I was in Circle K today with my sunglasses and my mask on and the baseball cap on. I thought, I probably robbed this pretty. I know. I nobody know even knows who you are. Except I, saw... I had a Soderweld shirt on, so I did not do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't let get Lance get in trouble for you trying to get some M&Ms. <laughs> That's right. Like, I'm going to score some M&Ms and all the cash in that register. <laughs> Uh, well, we hope everybody else had a good Independence Day weekend. And uh, I don't know, maybe the quarantine is helping all these people out, too. So um, thank yeah, you guys very much. I think much. the outdoors enthusiasts are probably either they're annoyed yeah. with everyone else being on the road or it's it's been great, hopefully. Well, I think it's really cool. Like lately, I've been uh, I was allowed to borrow a uh, e-mountain bike mm-hmm. um, from one of the bike shops here in Tucson, Broadway Bicycles. And a guy named Scott over there and uh, Casey Peck has helped me out to get it. And that's awesome. It was really cool. It was super cool for me because I got to obviously. So tell me what an e bike is. It's like this bike that has a little electric motor, uh-huh. um, but it can help you like if your legs aren't strong or if you want to like. Most of the guys, I think, like for me, it's my legs aren't strong, but for most of the guys, they use it for uh, instead of going mountain biking for like ten miles, mm. you can go like a hundred. Oh, holy moly! Yeah, so you can like. I mean go way out there but it has uh speeds with it so you can press a button and you go like turbo fast or like go like just barely fast and uh it's really cool because it gives you a little bit more power to get up like hill climbs and Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. and uh but bringing back to the point that you just made all of the bike shops are like sold out of every single bicycle because people have been trying to get out and go do stuff so much. I think that's amazing, honestly. You know, we were actually also talking a little bit about all the commercials that are on right now about, like, DoorDash and, like, you yep. can get food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and stay home and beat. But I'm like, you know, at the end of this, 
we're all going to be living an unhealthy lifestyle for kind of following <laughs> this advice. So I'm glad to hear that the bike shops are sold out and trying sure. to get people to get rid of some of the DoorDash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, at what point, like, if I follow these commercials advice, I would be like, online everything, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, forget working out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's cool, though. And then uh, I actually read uh, an industry report for the power sports industry. And up to this date, there like no units can be left on in the stores like everybody's buying all the side by sides and dirt bikes and all this stuff for the same reason they mm-hmm. want to get outside and use it but they said that there's going to be a backlash now because there's not enough units available to restock the dealerships oh yeah 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 so obviously the dealerships have been crushing it mm-hmm. but now it's going to be like, oh, shoot, we got to catch up. Yeah, it's going to be like a supply and demand thing. They're going to get scarce. And so if anyone wants to sell used ones on the market, now might be the time. Yeah, exactly. You cash in. And then all these people are going to be wearing masks walking in the dealership. That's oh, not going to be good, right? Don't get me started. <laughs> My favorite is the people with the masks out on the trail, though. I'm like, you're by yourself yeah. outside. Or the guy that's driving around with the mask on. Yes. I just think like, man, you got to be like pretty serious about it committed the only thing i mean at the same time if you're in a car by yourself the only thing i can think is you didn't you forgot to take it off that's the only thing i can yeah think of. just yeah. got in the car just were cruising around yeah <laughs> uh, so it'll be cool to talk with uh with hunter t- actually tonight to see about the can ams because <laughs> lance sorry we'll, we'll see what do he say vanessa talks with her hands a lot i'm italian and from new no, york you should be in the movie uh Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. What am I supposed to do with my hands? That's right. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Lance. We really appreciate it. Did we get any other cool comments in there? there are probably people that are people are shouting out um, Cadence about how rad she is and that she's amazing. So it's nice to see all those comments. So I got a little story, and we'll ask her about it. But um, I don't know her and her dad very well because I just started, you know, getting into the works racing and stuff like that, and that's where I uh, found out about her. But uh, you know, I'm learning a lot about her, and uh, obviously, I keep track of her because her car is freaking looks so awesome i love that you love her car i have to tell you and it reminds me a little bit of the unicorn with the colors yeah and yeah yeah well i just like when it's different you yeah, know yeah. what i mean like there's a couple other guys that have super cool cars like a really red one that's named the driver's name is uh cody bradbury and then but everybody else just has little stripes mm-hmm. and then a couple different colors yep, you know what yep. i mean so it's like when you see one that's actually got some flair to it yeah, you're yeah. like yes somebody's so got expressive. it expressive yes yeah yes, yes. so i really like that style um and uh, that's what got me, like, to notice her, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, as a, if I was a sponsor, of course, like, you you have to have a flash right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do they say? Um, if you're a businessman, you have an elevator pitch, so you have 30 right. seconds. Right, if right, you're right. A, What's your elevator speech? Yeah, exactly. Well, the elevator speech is the car. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks super cool. Right. So now the next conversation is easier because you can say, well, I'm also a badass. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, that's exactly and, right. I I have to be honest. I'm one of those people. I'm like you. I'm dazzled by the flare. Right. So if you dazzle me with the flare, you're going to get my attention. Well, right if away. you're window shopping, you're going to go, oh, that dress is like the prettiest dress. In look the, at all those sparkles. Yeah, or <laughs> look how cool those shoes are. Like yeah. I'm going to go get those. And then all of a sudden, you walk in there and you're like, well, I can like be okay with the price mm-hmm. because it's so badass. Yeah, right? it's going to attract attention. In all honesty, shock therapy just called out their logo. When I was at uh, Best in the Desert first time, I saw their car come around. I probably took 50 pictures of their car just because I love the logo yeah, so much. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really cool. And then, like I said, she's she's a badass, so it'll be really cool to talk with her. And uh, I want to see what all these other people are saying, too. Like, uh, um, It's just neat to see what all these other people's reactions are when they talk about a person, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's exactly why we started the Dirt Life show is to get behind the scenes and understand what – 
who the real people are at the races, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and to go back on the subject I was talking about is uh, when I saw her car at the races, I was out there helping one of our previous guests. His name's Jesse Nelson. He's a pro motocross racer that got hurt, but now he races side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was over there helping him. His program is really new. And uh, he had some issues with his car that we needed to get measurements uh, to fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Jesse. And so I walked over to her car because i saw it uh-huh. and i was like it looks like somebody takes pretty good care of this one i'm gonna measure this one so i asked the people that were sitting there which in in fact was the bradbury camp and um i don't think that cadence and her dad were around but i ended up measuring the radius rods on the back of the car that's so. pretty pretty great way to get, get to meet somebody this is what we were talking about the very first time i was on the show about you know you were talking about how um seeing the people that are out there and getting to know the racers and everything like yeah. that about this is a lifestyle. It's it a, really is. It's a, it's a culture. People embrace it completely. It's not just a hobby. And just think like t- tonight's guest cadence is it's two generations, her mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. and then now her as yep. well. And, Which uh, I think it's amazing. It'll be neat when we talk to him too, though. Cause, uh, I'm sure she could have done other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do most little girls like? Volleyball? They like other stuff? Yeah, like, I mean, anything she wanted to do, but the fact that she this was something that she and her father could bond over and really obviously are very passionate about together. I think it's amazing and it's inspiring and she's like a little warrior. And watch it. Her answer is going to be, I just like winning. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I just want to cross that line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I love that warrior attitude, though. What did she say? Oh, race report. James Morgan. Yeah, so we're skipping over Silver State. We went over that last week, bud. But uh, uh, that was a cool race, though. It was neat to see everybody back at the races. I really enjoyed all that stuff. Um, The one thing that bums me out is now, like, uh, I don't know if you know anything about professional motocross, like the two wheels and stuff like that, but they had to cancel the first two races because of the second run of all this crap that's going on. Yeah, I do. I feel bad for a lot of the racers, you know, even for our sponsor racer through um, through Soderweld, Brad Callahan, a lot of um, the ability to kind of get out there and, and, and be in front of people and be in front of big crowds has, has gotten limited. Our ability to sponsor a lot of racers or even support a lot of race programs has been limited because yeah. of everything that's going on. It really has. It sucks, but what, I mean, it, we talked about it in a, a couple of the, f- the previous shows, like now's a really good time though for everybody to step up their game in other ways. So like Brad could still provide value to solder Weld mm-hmm. because he could do a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I know he's not doing it cause I pay attention to social media, but he could go out and film a video and just have it be a promotional video that gets, uh, pushed through social media, you know, stuff like that. I have like to that. tell you, um, Brad has got more of a foothold now on TikTok, which I was happy to see. So I just discovered, um, are people we, really using that though for anything t- but dancing videos? <laughs> yes. I got to tell you once Gen X got a hold of TikTok during the quarantine is a whole different ball game. And I, I feel like it's just dancing videos. It's not, <laughs> there's so much great stuff on there. I have to tell you, I'm kind of TikTok addicted and I I was one of the first people to kind of like brush it off at first because again, you know, you go with what you're comfortable with, yeah, Instagram exactly. and Facebook, but Gen X got a hold of TikTok and it went it went amazing. Well, um as much as I like to keep talking about yeah. TikTok, not really, but Hunter Miller's <laughs> calling in, so we'll ha- uh, answer and see what uh, what he has to say about these new 2021 Can-Ams. Hunter, are you there? I'm here. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? How are you? And uh, you're calling in the studio tonight, talking with our audience. And then we have uh, Vanessa as my co-host tonight. She's from a company called Solderweld, and they actually make some pretty cool side-by-side uh, off-road repair kits and stuff like that that we're going to do a giveaway. So uh, it's really, really cool to have you call in and talk about these new uh, 2021 Can-Am X3s, dude. They look bitchin'. Yeah, they uh, 
they really did a good job with them this year. You know, I think a lot of people were, uh, you know, maybe hoping to see a big major change. Um, and I guess to people who don't really know, maybe the smart shocks aren't a big deal, but man, there's a lot of technology packed into those things. Uh, I got to drive it out at Texplex for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was blown away with it. Yeah, they look super cool. Yeah, and I think uh, I posted something online saying that uh, I thought those cars were, were super cool. And, well, keyboard warriors are keyboard warriors, so you can take their opinion as for what it is. But um, I know how much goes into all that the shock stuff because I'm uh, good friends with Justin at Shock Therapy. And they have, Fox has, like, an IQS system, and I've seen the Polaris stuff that's been out before. But um, all of this stuff really, like, all the computer programs and the the ECU that's behind it and like everything, it's pretty intense to have a whole system like that. And if you can have it operate that quickly, it's like F1 status, man. It's badass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way over my head. That's for sure. Uh, you know, the Can-Ams are a little different than, uh, you know, obviously the, the live valve system that's been around for a little while now. Right. Um, you know, there's sensors all over that thing uh on each suspension point and you know it's it's measuring everything from body roll to uh adjusting compression and rebound which i think is uh, the first time that's ever been done so you know typically it's just compression so you go into a bump and um you know it's gonna stiffen up and keep you from bottoming out but there's no rebound control while with ken m's new system with the smart shocks uh, it's got rebound control as well so it kind of eliminates that buck feeling that you might get from uh, another system. Yeah, that dude, that right there, just that one little thing that you just talked about with the rebound is enough to sell me on it. Like uh, you and your brother are from, uh, you know, more like, well, you grew up riding dirt bikes and quads and stuff like that. So you understand the way that it feels underneath your body, like different than a side by side. But I've always been a fan of the Fox shocks because they do have rebound, you know, the, the other brands don't. And so just that is like a huge selling point in my mind. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No what doubt. kind of other stuff did they change on the cars? Uh, the smart shocks are the biggest thing. Um, they did add a bigger magneto in there, which provides a lot more um, power to the whole system. Yeah, Obviously, that's cool. you know the the smart shock system takes quite a lot to run, uh, so they had to upgrade that as well. But that's going to be good for. You know, people adding tons of accessories onto these things. It got to the point, like, at, at KOH, you know, we were running dual batteries just to power all the electrical stuff we had going on in there. So uh, maybe with this bigger Magneto, that won't be the case. Um, they've got my favorite thing that we saw was this new audio top they have. I mean, that thing, it, it bolts right in. It's completely self-contained, and all you the do is run system? power down to the battery. Yeah, it's badass. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, going to be mandatory for my pre-runner. For this I was going to say, dude, that, that's like super <laughs> mandatory, right? I used to, I remember yeah. way, back in the old school side-by-side days when everybody would put big old blasting stereos in them. Now it's coming back, huh? Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, it's actually a really clean, nice-looking roof, too. And, uh, yeah, I forget the speakers and stuff it had in it, all the specs on it. But uh, we'd turn them all the way up, and you couldn't even hear the engine or anything. All you would hear is the nice. music. It was it's nice. pretty fun. <laughs> I'm sold. So, yeah, so you can have yeah. way more of a party I'm mobile. In. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about before you came on the show, like how uh, the power sports industry is just like going bananas right now because everybody wants to get out and do stuff. It's perfect for uh, Can-Am to come out and release these vehicles right at this time. 
Oh yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, you know, everybody got scared obviously with the, all the COVID stuff and thinking that, you know, maybe the power sports industry might tank, but I've got a lot of buddies at dealerships and they're busier than they've ever been. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. It really is uh, a pleasant surprise. That's for sure. Hey, what's your favorite uh, colorway for the new cars? I, dude, I'm digging that. Uh, it's kind of like that, whatever, like the flat sand color with the black. Yeah. Like Hell yeah. It, I, I don't know what they're calling that yet, but like it with the red accents. Yeah. Dude, it's matching my outfit sure. tonight. There you the go. Red and the, yeah. <laughs> nice. I actually, go. I like those matte colors now that they're kind of rolling out on a lot of the cars. Yeah. So I've been like contemplating what, uh, well, I should get Hunter's opinion on this. So we have a, a little Sprinter van that we're going to use for the Dirt Life show and we're going to wrap it. And I was thinking either white front and then black rear with a big Dirt Life logo on the side, or should I go with like a, that cement, like kind of like that Toyota color on the front and then black in the back? I think if you oh, did I'd go with the, the uh, kind of that gray color, dude. That's what yeah. I'm feeling too. I yeah, really yeah. want to do that. So that'd be sharp. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I honestly, I think that that new colorway that they came out with for the for the new X3s is pretty sweet, man. I think that skin's going to be like flying off the shelves. It'll definitely stand out. That's for sure. Yeah, in the dunes too. That's like in that little oh. like red accents. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we were just talking sure. about people being in the dealerships. There's a lot of kind of shocking things, too, that kind of ca- thing came out of the whole everyone was panicked, thinking people weren't going to spend money. and But all their vacation funds kind of came back to them because they're not going to take these big vacations. They're like, hey, let's take that money and go. Yeah, that's true. Huh? Go get some outdoors. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah. And so what yeah. – where did – because you and I, Hunter, have talked about uh, you've been racing at Texplex, and I want to get out there and race. Uh, unfortunately, I've been working my butt off, so I haven't had time. But uh, I definitely want to get out Not there. Not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, where do you – because I was actually somewhat concerned about this because I was planning a trip to come out there uh, for a race. And I was thinking, are all the hotels, like, super shitty right now? Or where do you guys stay when you guys go to Texplex? Uh, you know, it's only an hour from my house, so we generally, uh, just go out there the morning of the race, but, uh, yeah, so they have, um, actually, no, there, it's not far outside of Dallas. There's tons of nice hotels around there. I'm just Um, wondering if the hotels are all shitty, if you got to get like Airbnbs or. Uh, so we actually just had a weekend that we spent up in Phoenix, the Arizona Grands. And unfortunately, um, even though it's a beautiful hotel, everyone's kind of furloughed and on leave. So the services are like less, like they're not cleaning the rooms. Be, like if you want room service or whatever, none of that's available. But I mean, it's still a beautiful hotel. Yeah, that's true. Well, <clears throat> yeah, the last works race we were at, um, they didn't clean our room, and I was like, "Hey, uh, can you clean it?" They're like, "No, we're not doing that right now." It's mm. like, yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I'm all to the beginning. You got to pick up after yourself. It's horrible. <laughs> the, yeah, I they're like my not own bed. Come it, on. If you got germs, you put your socks on the floor. You got to get them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right on. So uh, we got a couple more up. minutes. Uh, do you guys have uh, any plans to do anything with those 2021s or any like races or anything coming up? Uh, you know we're going to be finishing off the textbook series um that ends in august and then works is going to kick back off in uh, september we probably won't be in the 2021s until maybe at the end of the year when we start testing and pre-running for king of the hammers and oh, cool. then uh for koh we'll be in the 21s for sure 
Right on. That'll be cool. Do you guys have nice. any plans uh, taking solder weld to KOH this year? We want to every year, and, and this year I think we probably would have considered it, but I think we're probably going to hold off till next year with okay. everything that's kind of going on. A lot of the, you know, SEMA is a big thing for us. We were right. going to go way out this year. Is that year. still happening? We're not even really sure yet. We're actually at this point kind of concerned even if it does happen, it's not going to be well traveled. I feel like racing but... would happen way before a SEMA event. Yeah, it's just, and it's... Yeah, you think... Yeah, it's just, it's such a huge event, and so, you know, it's so international, people from all over the world, it's so huge, I just don't know how they're going to... Even if people, like, even if they do have it, it's going to be, like, a quarter of the people that would normally go, I bet. Yeah, we're not really sure, or, you know... I feel like that's playing with fire, going into a convention center and having a whole bunch of people standing next to each other. And how can you properly social distance? So, I mean, as much as we love, I mean, SEMA is a huge thing for Solderworld, and we love it, and it's a, a great event, but we're just kind of concerned about... That, yeah, you know if, whether or not they're ever going to have it or return on the investment too. So, uh, Hunter, what have you guys been doing? Better this go year? to the middle of the desert. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, dude. Live that dirt life. <laughs> We're gonna camp razor, camp razor, king. Do you guys got any uh, uh, other plans? Like, what have you guys been doing most of this year? Uh, man, our our glass business is super busy right now. So uh, I've been focusing on that quite a lot. Um, some exciting events like Texplex has a 12 hour event in December, which is going to be really fun. Wait, what's so, that? Uh, uh, it's going to be cool. It's like uh, kind of a Le Mans style event. Yeah, like so a 24 like hours three, of Le Mans, but for side by side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but half as long and probably half as hard. But uh, <laughs> it's four man teams, one car, and a uh, 12 hour race. It's going to start at seven in the morning and end at seven at night. And they've got a real big payout for it. Um, it's going to be a 22-mile loop. So it's going to be pretty cool. You know, the terrain out there is not super gnarly or anything. Dude, so that uh, at like the last hour is going to be – you're going to like have the gnarly – you're going to be tired. The track is going to be beat to hell. Oh, my god! Yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard. Can you imagine sure. uh, a 22-mile course, I think you just said? A 20-mile course, whatever it was. 22-mile loop. Yeah, but – people riding in let's just say for 50, 50 or 100 guys depending on how many people break for 12 hours riding that same loop no i can't oh my god <laughs> dude and the works races get so beat up and that's like 45 minutes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it there's a lot of strategy going into it because you know the rules are so open i mean you could take a desert car out there or you could take you know more of a stock setup which i think is what we're going to do but you know, more of a, a basic stock car is going to be a lot faster than a desert car, but a desert car could probably go what, four or five hours on a tank of fuel where a stock car is going to be pitting every, you know, hour 15 or so. Yeah, that so, is a lot, uh, of, a lot of good stuff to have to think strategy, about. Strategy, yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody really knows how to set up for it. So hmm, that's it, pretty, that part would be really cool. That's going to be super crazy. And so how do they have it set up? You'll have like one pit strategy, like a desert race. You have like a set pits and things like that. Yeah, it's going to be like one NASCAR style pit, you know, separate from the track. And you can either pull into pit lane and go and, and do your thing, or you can pass it and uh, keep running laps. Dude, that's going to be super cool. And you said that's at Texplex in December? Yeah, I think December 5th is the date of it. What's the weather like in Texas around that time or like around you guys? Dude, you have no, you really don't know what the weather is going to be at any time in Texas ever. Oh, uh, like right now, you know, uh, July 5th or 6th and 
it should be 100 degrees and it's probably 75 and about to rain. And Dude, typically lucky. during the summer, we don't see rain for three, four months. Dude, I'm kind of feeling uh, that, though. That sounds so nice right I'm now. I'm ready for the rain. Oh, I'm ready for the rain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lance, really we should is. go to Texas and... <laughs> Do something with solder wells in Texas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Everything's Texas. better in Texas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, where do you guys live at, actually? We're in Greenville, so we're like about 30 minutes east of Dallas. Oh, okay. That's not so. too bad, then. So, nah, East Texas. I'm going to be in Texas uh, August 20th area. I'm going to try to see if I can make it uh, to that race. Like, uh, I have some appointments that I need to get to out there, but um, I'm going to try to see if I can bring the car and make it to that last uh, Texplex race if it's at all possible. But right now it's just work plans, but that would be cool to at least just come check it out, even if I can't race and hang out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they. Uh, they I think it's August 25th. They've moved it back a weekend luckily because vegas torino's the weekend before and i'm doing that with a buddy of mine in a 6100 truck so oh I'm no way super pumped for that yeah yeah we're doing a uh we're doing a tdra race this weekend in it um try to get some seat time i'm i'm, I'm super excited but damn i'm nervous about it do you get to drive then yeah yeah i'm gonna run uh I don't know if I'm going to start or finish at Vegas Torino, but I'm going to run half of it. So. Dude, that the the like if you get to choose, finishing is cooler because it's like way way funner in that like area of trails. Oh, like I didn't that know. area sure. of the trail. Really? Yeah, but I mean, if who cares? You get to do it, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, hey, that's my point. Is your brother jealous that you get to do that, or is he doing it too? Oh no, he's he's uh, silently pissed for sure <laughs> i'm kind of silently pissed too It'd be a badass a opportunity bit. to drive a 6100 yeah. truck do you know what that is vanessa it's like a trophy truck but it has a stock motor like a, a crate motor in it i have seen the trucks when i've been a contingency with uh Soderweld, but i probably wouldn't be able to know the difference between them but dude they're so cool looking and uh lance would <laughs> the one of the cool things about about driving those is like there's almost nothing better to drive really? like yeah I'll, i've heard that like, i have heard that so i wonder how it's going to feel like uh if you're going to get in it and you're going to be like dang i wish this had the live shocks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah dude i uh i drove it around kind of just in the backfield at Texplex the other day and it was was super different big time you know it's two-wheel drive and doesn't yep. have the most traction in the world and uh obviously it's real hard pack out there so uh you could you could spin that thing around in a hurry but I'm pretty excited for it. Um, my buddy, he's like six four, so I was a little nervous. I wasn't even going to be able to reach the pedals, but it's so much different than a side by side that uh, I felt pretty comfortable in it just right away. So I'm excited to get out there and this weekend and uh, you know hit some rough sand whoops and stuff in it. It sounds like it's going to be super fun. Did you get to send it off of any sweet jumps yet? <laughs> No, no, I barely got the thing out of first gear. <laughs> Sweet. It'll that's... be his first experience this weekend. All oh, right on, man. Yeah, that's the first time like I got to uh test in a pro light like a million years ago and uh, Casey Curry invited me out to California and I was able to test in his uh well actually championship winning pro light when they first started using the uh spec v8 engines and uh, i was driving oh. it around and i was like in first and second gear and like we we're on a motocross track so i was like oh this is pretty cool you know i had no idea what i was doing like i didn't even like i don't think i've ever even driven a side-by-side at that point and uh yeah so i'm like cruising around and he's like dude what the hell is wrong with you and i'm like why what and i'm like i used to race dirt bikes like i'm cool right he's like you can go like a million times faster. Quit being such a pussy <laughs> like, pick it up pussy. <laughs> you know what is it 
Just on that note, I have to say that I did actually drive uh, a side-by-side my first time about six months ago. And if he's listening, he's going to kill me for telling this. But he's all, what are you doing? I'm like driving at 40 miles an hour, you know, 20 miles an hour, whatever. Just kinda, He's like, pick it up a little bit. And then we almost lost. And he's like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Go back to what you were comfortable with. Hey, five, five or six years ago, 40 miles an hour is about all they do. Yeah, yeah. that's true, right? Oh, yeah. Once it was like 65. I'm like, this is great. And, and like, now slow, you, down, slow down. And now you have shocks that can cut. Co- computer control themselves so they can take away the driving for you, right? Well, uh, I'll never forget. It probably should have. (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget. A buddy of mine used to race best in the desert in a Rhino when it first came out. And I mean, they had this full built Rhino and he's like, and this back when we were racing motocross and stuff. And, uh, he's like, yep, you can average 23 miles an hour. You go 24 and it will break. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious, man. Oh. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine doing that I, speed like now? <laughs> nah, no. No. I can't imagine. I, doing I remember those back races. then I had no interest in side by sides whatsoever. You know, they were around, but um, I just thought, man, those things, they, they go around the track three times and they break and then they have to get towed back and they look really expensive. But now, I mean, it's not even the same type of thing, you know? Well, they now you did. So uh, was it you Was it you or your brother that did uh, the two races at KOH? Cody, yeah. Yeah. Like, so now they're, they're so durable that, mm-hmm. uh, so his brother is Cody Miller, and he did, uh, obviously, the side-by-side race. And I think your, you and your brother both got podiums, right? One of you guys won, and the other was second or something? Uh, no, well, we qualified one, two. And then, uh, so we obviously started together, well, maybe three miles in, eh, a little further than that, maybe seven or eight miles in, uh, Cody broke a rear shock bolt, which is obviously one of the most random things you could possibly break. But, um, anyway, he, he took him about 20 or 30 minutes to get it fixed. And, uh, he came all the way back up to ninth, which was, was, I mean, that was awesome, but for sure, especially after being down so long. But obviously he was pissed because I won and, and we wanted to go one, two, you know? Um, so I flew out the next day and, you know, they hung around and were packing up and everything. And I guess they were having breakfast over at Curry's and, uh, you know, somebody jokingly said, ah, you ought to just run the, stay and run the 4,400 race. And so Cody started asking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Those are the, you know, big, big trucks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so Cody went to ultra four and as soon as he asked if they could do it, they said, hell yeah. Dude, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. When and, I heard that, I was and, like, I was like, obviously it's cool to see Hunter win it. But like that, just that, just the split second decision. I was like, dude, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. And I will not lie. I was nervous for him for sure. And then like, well, dude, those trucks you know, are so was, big. They could run them over for sure. And wouldn't hesitate if they were in a tight spot, you know, because I mean, they run over each other, but, uh, from the sounds of it, a lot of them, um, were pretty careful when they were around him, but you know, it's not like he was ever a trail plug for him either. You know, yeah, um, that's good. most of the passes he made were in the rocks, uh, going around those things just because, you know, they're so big and they'd be hung up somewhere and he could fit places they couldn't. So, um, we're pretty pumped for this year. Um, we're going to both run the 4,400 and UTV race. And we've got a lot of ideas that we want to do with the cars to, uh, they should be quite a bit more competitive in that class. I mean, he did, he did awesome this year, obviously. Um, I think he ended up 
15th or so. With, and that's with, you know, taking oh, well over an hour to uh, swap a front diff that he blew up midway through the first lap. So, um, I mean, just know, going that back to, yeah, exactly. He's well, got just, a lot of love for his bro. It's cute. I know, well, <laughs> they're both very, very good at, at what they do. But the, uh, the raddest part about that whole story is going back to what we just said. Like in the old school Rhino days or whatever whatever side-by-side it was, you'd go 15 feet and it would break down. But now they're running two yeah. two sessions at the gnarliest, like, rock race that you could ever go to and still, like, well, semi-keeping it together. They broke it, but they fixed it. But mm. st- that is just insane. It's come a long way, and I think it's because of you guys. I mean, you guys are the innovators out there like, this can't be this way. Someone commented, yep, me too. My first race car was Oh, yeah, so uh, we... We all know Lucretia. She said, uh, well, she was like the queen of the rhinos back in the day when it first started in Best in the Desert. <laughs> she needs a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Dude, well, she's, she's got plenty of attention already. She's, uh, she was actually on the show a little while ago. She's uh, one of our favorite people. So um, we got t- a ton of comments in uh, – hunter right now so we probably should get going dude but that's i'm so pumped on these on these new machines man like i really want to get uh my butt in a seat and actually try these things out dude that like now that you said the rebound on those shocks i just want to feel how it how it works <laughs> i need to feel it i really it, it do. was crazy like we my favorite was the four-seater i didn't have that much time in a four-seater before but uh you know minus when we were going to photo shoots and stuff and you could drive them hard but you know they they were kind of billowy feeling and you could bottom them out pretty hard if you really pushed them but man we were mobbing that thing and it was so confident and so comfortable it was just incredible it seems like it's super who was the one that uh you guys posted some pictures on social media that i saw who was the one that was driving when you guys sent that four-seater off that like tabletop because that's a massive jump dude for a four-seater yeah that jumps like over 100 foot and uh it, that I think it was me in the picture. I mean, we were both doing it. We were going back and forth between which one we were driving. But uh, I mean, these dudes are like ten uh, feet crazy. in the air in one of those like the heaviest cars. Like you wouldn't like think about doing that in a, a standard four seater. That's crazy, dude. That, no, <laughs> I you, see you come pictures. off. There's like a big roller in front of it, and you probably have I don't know a hundred yard run at this tabletop, and you never lift all the way up and over it, and it would just jump and land so perfect. Dude, that's super nice. cool. It was, a, it was a blast. I love those four-seaters too, man. They're so comfy. Um, all right, man. Well, we'll let you go, dude. I really appreciate you calling in, especially since it's so late over by you and uh, staying up with us. So I really yeah, appreciate no it. Have a good rest of your week, dude. No worries. Yep, y'all do the same. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. You Tell too. your brother we said hello too. I'll do it. Y'all have a good one. You too. See ya. I have to say hi to Zach from Quality HVAC since I uh, shouted out all the solder weld guys and said hey watch us on the dirt life show tonight so hey zach <laughs> so we got a whole bunch of comments that are coming in uh kristen matlock even commented in uh there's a bunch of people saying how awesome uh cadence is and they can't wait to, to talk with her so she's going to be on in just a little bit we got to talk with kristen matlock real quick and then we're going to uh uh give the solder weld stuff away so as long as everybody followed the rules we should get through it pretty quickly but this whole uh following the rules thing has been pretty difficult for it some of these is people. a challenge yes uh, oh yes. actually we got kristen calling in right now so that's perfect hey kristen matlock how are you good how's it going we are doing awesome tonight we can't wait to talk to cadence in a little bit here i was telling uh i have vanessa from solder weld in the studio with me co-hosting tonight and i was telling her um i only know cadence from uh, a little bit of uh uh, social media stuff and I saw him at a works race but um, her car is like one of the awesome most creative things that I saw so she got my attention just by having her car look so cool 
So that let that be yeah, a lesson, everyone. Really. Be dazzling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, she actually um, stepped it up this year with her design, and it looks phenomenal. So I, I yeah, really like the way that I you think guys. I might have to. I really like the way that, that you guys designed your car this year too. Yeah, I mean, I typically just flip flop my colors around, but this year. I have the little Vans-inspired uh, checkerboard on the back, so I might do a little bit more of that. I'm always so scared to, to do too much. Wayne's very plain and likes everything really simple, but I'm one of those that likes to try new things, but he always scares me. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> like, right, are well, you sure? <laughs> if, you did, if you could pick anything, not saying that you're going to do it, but if you could pick any type of design that you would want on your car, would it be uh, like what Cadence is doing with the Zebra? Would you go Leopard? That's a great like question. Jaguar? That's a great question. <laughs> what is your fantasy car I'm, look like? Yeah, um, I like all of that stuff, but I'm I really like the checkers, but I also um, oh I like camo a lot too, actually. So yeah. I might change it up and do some camo eventually. My dad's a huge fan of that digital camo stuff, so he's like super into that. So if you had no yeah. no budget, no nothing, what would your car, George? What would your idea? I don't know. Car I just got like, like this go really this really funny idea to do it like uh, the bottom half of a human, like with the shorts and argyle socks and oh some God. vans, because she was talking about the vans. <laughs> so you could do it like the whole car would be the bottom half of a human. Yeah, that would be that would be attention catching. <laughs> that would for be sure. so funny. Yeah, and then your helmet could be, your <laughs> helmet could look like a kind of like a calf muscle because it'd be going up. <laughs> that's, wow, that's a vision. That would be definitely you creative. To, you yeah. <laughs> Maybe we, let's talk to Wayne because so, Wayne could pull, totally pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He needs to get more creative. That uh, would be so funny. Make it look like the Flintstones at the bottom or something. There you go. Oh, yeah. There Like, you know, the, the plumbers <laughs> that have the side of their truck look like they're Yes. Well, yes. Oh, I. I've yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can use your imagination for that. Hey, so I was talking earlier about uh, you know really excited being excited to get to know Cadence a little bit better. You know her a little bit already, though. Yeah, she's awesome. She's so young, but so mature at the same time, and like you were talking about earlier, very passionate about racing. So. Her and I met at the Dirt Series um, with her dad. Her dad was the tech director or the tech inspector there. And our boys just started racing out there as well as Wayne and I. And so we just kind of hit it off because she's a female racer and so am I. And I felt like I was just talking to myself most of the time. She's, like I said, very mature and into the sport and just has such a drive to get to the front all the time. She she doesn't take second for, you know, it's not an option for her. She wants first every time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know, know someone else like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Kristen didn't mean it this way, but if Cadence is listening, that's a huge compliment like really? to, to be able to be uh, thought of or, or – understood like because Kristen's got some serious accomplishments mm -hmm. she's won the Baja 1000 you know she iron woman did like there's a lot of, of cool stuff so um, if you're a 14 year old girl that's a really really good thing to hear you know what a I mean role so, model to look up to and to absolutely yeah 100% inspired by Cadence that's yeah. amazing well maybe it could go the other way too maybe mm -hmm. uh, Kristen could get some inspiration from design from Cadence and then like throw it into her car too that bravery yeah, yeah. That, that willingness <laughs> to take the leap <laughs> oh and yeah, she, well, she could also blame, she'd be like oh Cadence told me to do it so Wayne doesn't get mad at her. There you go. <laughs> so you know, you yeah, exactly. Can't get mad at a 14 year old. <laughs> That's true. 
yeah, she, I, I can tell that she's going to be the one to watch in the future. You know, whenever, uh, I'm looking at retirement someday. She'll be stepping in. It's really <laughs> got to cool, watch though. my back. Well, we we've interviewed uh, many many uh, uh, kids and different things like that, and obviously I see them all at the races and stuff. And um, you know, I, I don't think any of us really have any favorites. You know, I think that it's just super super cool to see all these kids doing so well. Each of them have their own little individualities, and they have their own personalities. They have their own creativity. That you know, they have their own work ethic. But I think one common thing that they all have is a good support mechanism. Mm-hmm. They have great supportive families. The other thing that I think is great too is you never see, it's kind of, you know, I'm not calling out the soccer moms. My kids play soccer, all that stuff. But you never see a parent dragging a kid out there and being like, you got to do this. You have to do this. These kids are all fire. They want to do it. They're into it. They're all about the sport. There's no forcing them into this. They love it. Yeah, it really is. And Well, to get the opportunity to do it is Mm -hmm. just cool. That's true. Yeah, and David's definitely one of those dads where he's behind her 100%. You know, he, he's done it in his lifetime and then he saw the light in her eyes and just put her program together and here she is. And it's really cool because, um, you know, they, they decided that they wanted to go down to Baja and check it out. And they ended up going with us, with our team a couple of times now, um, maybe even three times. Yeah. Yeah. And typically I would invite David and probably not the child, (laughs) you know, because, you know, they're, if they don't show that they're super into it and they're going to be helpful and mature and not, quote unquote, get in the way, you know, so to say, um, there's no way I'm going to invite them. But I saw it in her eyes as well and knew that she was going to be right there with the rest of the guys willing to help and step up to the plate when we need her. She, she's in the pit doing whatever we ask her to do. You know, if, if all I need is gum water and maybe a piece of chicken she's doing that but if we need help changing a tire she's right there as well so she's yeah. awesome and so is he love it that's some hard working effort right there like Kristen makes it sound like it's easy but that's like a super big deal to to be able to do that what did she think uh Kristen like after after it was all done like was she super pumped on it yeah she's super pumped I was a little bit worried initially too to put such a young girl in the truck for that many hours too you know yeah like, that, well, that's what sure i was thinking i mean like, okay every every kid yeah. like doesn't want to sit in the truck they're like get me out of here like mm-hmm. so i was gonna see like did she uh i mean right. obviously it's there was probably certain things that she did or didn't like but overall that's a super no, cool experience she, she came back at the finish and and i'm like so would you do it again and she was all over it so wow. there, there she was go. at the next event yeah that's cool and good on you guys for inviting them down there too that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah, and we we'd love to have them anytime. We're always extending the invite, but she races so much; it's hard to make our uh, schedules you know, know. go hand in hand there. But. Were you? <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Oh no, because you guys were at Silver State, but um, they raced. I don't know. I, I forgot what her dad told me. Ten or twelve races or something uh, this last weekend. Right. I was like, how the heck do you even fit in that much time during the day? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that dirt series I was just talking about. And as well as the side-by-side regionals, they usually are back-to-back at the same um, event area. And so you you can just race all day long if you want to. It's pretty cool, actually. That's why our boys love going there, as well as Wayne. He gets behind the wheel of the RS1 and gets out there and has fun with them, just oh. grassroots style. 
Yeah, I think that's actually really cool, though. That's, like, way more like motocross or quad racing or something, too, because, like, most of the time, like, well, in the stuff that I did at the Lucas Off-Road Series, it's just hurry up and wait. Like, mm. you get maybe, the whole weekend, you get maybe 25 minutes to 30 minutes of drive time for, you know, oh. 100 hours worth of work. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds like these types of things where you can back-to-back and just get out there. Like, that's going to fulfill the people that are like, I'm just here to race. Yeah, well, and more grassroots, like Kristen mm. said, too. Yep. So that's really cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I didn't know that you guys had such a close relationship with Cadence. I, I think it's neat to be able to. Well, first of all, to understand how supportive you are of the new generation. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that wouldn't even think about doing that. But, um, and then to obviously give the the girls an opportunity too. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm glad that she sees. The yeah, fire. I just I love. Yeah, I love inspiring. Um, everybody, but especially the the girls that are up and coming too, or just getting into the sport. You know, if they have any questions, I love uh, just giving them my phone number and let's just talk about it. You know, so yeah. they're well, not that way. They're not getting into something that they may have thought it was something different, or you know, vice versa. You know? Yeah, and that's I just. Uh, that's a good point, though, too, like going back on the support mechanisms. Obviously, they have the good support mechanisms from their family and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, in racing, usually there's not a support mechanism like that, like a, um, what do you call it, like a, a protege, like a, mm-hmm. a, a mentorship. A, a mentorship, kind of yeah, like a mentorship. Mentor. Yeah. Uh, so it's yep. especially in off-road, so that, that Kristen's doing, that's pretty awesome, too. It's pretty, I mean, I have to say, this is something that's always kind of impressed me is how tight-knit the community is. But to see these kind of like, you know, even to use the term grassroots mentorships popping up and people, you know, inspiring the next generation, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Just good on you for doing that, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was going to tell you something else, too, that I just figured out earlier today is um, the only person ahead of you, and it's just because he has a commercial on the show. Um, you've been on the show more than anybody else other than Justin Smith. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to thank you. Beca- cool. I wanted to thank you because for being such a good friend of the show and uh, obviously supporting us. It's awesome. Of course, yeah, I love the show and I love being on here. And there's always something new to talk about. Yeah, exactly. We're always doing something fun out there. Well, um, we're gonna go to a commercial break in just a sec. But before we go, what's uh, the next things for you guys on the schedule? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> we'll see how all this goes, but yeah. um, Baja 500, as long as it truly happens. Otherwise, we'll definitely be at Vegas Torino. Oh, is there some new news with the Baja 500? Because I thought it was uh, postponed. Well, they rescheduled it to the second weekend of August. Oh, okay. That's still yeah, coming so up pretty Yeah, so it's the quick. weekend before Vegas Torino. Yeah, yeah, so... The border restrictions are supposed to be lifted on July 21st. So if that indeed happens, then we'll be down there. But if not, if they extend it further, then we'll be packing up for Vegas. <laughs> so are you guys, You, if you did Baja, you wouldn't do the Vegas Arena then, right? That's too quick. No. Yeah, they're only a weekend apart, and that's not enough turnaround time. If it wasn't a 500-mile race the next weekend after already doing 500, we'd probably consider it. But I guess it's only 1,000, though, right? Hey, well, home 1,000. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, if, uh, if, if we were asking Cadence or her dad, they'd be like, dude, no, we could do, we could do two of those in a weekend. We're good. I know. No <laughs> kidding. It's a matter of scheduling. We got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, yeah th- if it was up to me, I'd be at both of them, but... 
might be a little bit much on our mechanic and and everybody. So we'll see. I'll give them the puppy dog guys and see what they say. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you very much for joining us. We re- always really appreciate you having you on. You're always a breath of fresh air for everybody, and we appreciate the support of the show. And uh, clearly, no matter what happens at the, uh, with your schedule, we want to wish you good luck if we don't talk to you before then. All right. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me again. Yeah, please tell the family we said hello, and we'll see you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. She's always such an awesome person to talk with. She's got a lot of energy, and she's very positive and good for her for mentoring. The, yeah, that whole mentorship thing is pretty cool. All right, well, we don't know how long this giveaway is going to take, and I know that uh, uh, Cadence and her father are excited to get on. So let's uh, get right into the solder weld giveaway. So um, let's talk about some of the products again. We talked about it a little bit. So um, you guys are going to give away this off-road repair kit, which has um, – pretty much everything you need in it other than a torch to be able to fix your uh side by side your jeep truck whatever it is rv uh, yeah or yeah, out in a race or out in a trail so it's got uh um the brazing rods it's got the hot block it's got a rag it's got a wire brush it's got everything in here so you can uh, bond metal if you get a wheel radiator anything like that so these things are super cool like i've been a huge huge fan of these things i always have one in uh my side by side whenever we go um it's a first aid kit for your side by side yeah and uh you guys were nice enough to give us two so i gave mm-hmm. one to casey peck the uh regular co-host of the show and he actually just has it in his uh work truck nice and he's already used it so awesome. it's, it's pretty cool to see that um we have this canister so mm-hmm. you can fit uh raising rods anything any type of rods in here you could actually probably put this whole can- uh off-road repair kit inside the canister mm-hmm. and keep it but these are tight yeah, it's watertight. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually put anything in here. But mm-hmm. the neat thing about these is you can actually use, uh, like on a roll cage, you can use a shock mount and mm-hmm. actually mount it on the side. You could probably fit a belt in here for your side-by-side. Uh, and we have uh, this welding blanket. So the welding blanket is just like the thing that's uh, sitting here in the studio with us. Uh, it's got magnets on it. It's got eyelets on it. It's got a slit in the middle of it. Um, so... Man, I'm pumped for somebody to get this kit, dude. I think it's going to be super, super cool for somebody to have it on their rig. Oh, and whoever wins, they should post some stuff on social media and so we can uh, see what they do with yeah, it. Yeah, picture it didn't happen. Yeah, picture it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, okay, so what we're going to do is uh, the rules were to uh, comment through your buddies, like the post, and then obviously follow Solder Welder the Dirt Life, and then you have to share it to your story. So sharing it to your story has been the hardest people apart yes. for people to follow the rules. So we have uh, all of the people that commented here. Um, doesn't look like there was a, a, a whole bunch, but there's enough. Um, so you can see we're on the post right now, and uh, we're going to scroll through this. And uh, I'm going to do my public service message while you're scrolling through that to just say, I know that the captions aren't the most fun part of being on Instagram, but if there's a giveaway, make sure you read the caption always and follow the directions because more often than not, I can't tell you how many times I've done an Instagram giveaway and... 60% 60% of the people will be disqualified just because they didn't follow all the directions. I think last time when we went through, we had to like ditch out on like five or six people. No, we got one right away on the last one. The one before that, we had to ditch out oh, on was a bunch it? of people. Okay, but, so and, we're going to go through. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom right at the comments. So I'll give it a little uh, twirl. We'll pretend like it's a slot machine. You can't look at it. You oh, just have to sorry. put your finger I'm on all. it. Okay. So, all right, <laughs> ready? Go. Okay. okay. So follow, sharing to the story is always a challenge Austin for Hendrickson. All right, let's see if Austin Hendrickson uh, followed all the rules. So, uh, Austin Hendrickson. So, he's going to be the first potential, we'll call him potential winner. So, Austin, let's see if he uh, followed the rules. 
Okay, so how Uh-oh. do you know if he shared it to his story or not? You can just see it in your messages. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so okay, okay. Because pretty... I'm like, it disappears. Yeah, well, and yeah, but it disappears. But, but you at least still get it as a tag. as a message. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know who the guy is, so I don't know if he would have messaged us any other way. But um, but you'll still oh, get dude. the notification that says this person mentioned you in a story type thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So no, he didn't. No, no so, shared of the story. Sorry, Austin, you didn't follow the rules, bud. Um, let's see here. Let's go again. So we have. Uh, Another opportunity for you guys to win this bad boy. And if it goes like more than three, dude, we're just going to redo it. People didn't follow the rules. Okay, go. Lons. Lons Life. L-O-N-S-L-I-F-E. Lons Life. All right. We'll check and see if if they did here. It's pretty interesting to see that like... uh, to see if <laughs> if people actually follow the rules, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times, too, like, you know, we're doing a co-sponsored giveaway type thing. But, you know, the 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 way to win was to go to at the Dirt Life's page and, and you know, comment and uh, follow the rules and the directions there. So the caption on Soderwelt's posts was redirecting to go to <laughs> your page. Exactly. All right. Lon's Life didn't do it either. Oh, so we're going man. for a third one. Go. All right. Third one. Okay. It's like a slot machine. <laughs> Alan Campoy. So... uh he got a he got a reply on his comment, so we'll see if he did it. So Alan right, Campoy. Nice. So it's really funny though. Like I don't understand like if people really want to win, like why wouldn't they actually just follow the rules, right? Sometimes they think too that they'll repost it to the story and not tag the page back, or you know what I mean. There's just so many. Instagram can be fussy with you know reshares. It's not super friendly for resharing. Screenshotting is the best way to do it. Well, that's why I thought but sharing, I use a repost your, sharing your story would be pretty easy. Yeah. Alan Dog Campbell. Okay, so let me see if he got it here. So, um, and, and the crazy part about it is, like, these contests are not. You know what small. we should like, start doing? We should start adding something to it every time. Like, so forget it. Okay, this giveaway, no one won because no one followed the directions, and then we should just add more stuff and add more stuff. And like, <laughs> maybe see, by the end of the year, to see like, <laughs> like weed out all the people container. that don't follow the rules. <laughs> yes. uh, all right, so that dude didn't do it. Let's keep going. Okay, by the end of the year, we'll need like a shipping container for all the stuff. We yeah, exactly. Everybody. All right. We'll pick somebody from the top. Now. Okay. My th- my little throw wasn't uh, as good. Uh, Adrian underscore 13 underscore Marin. Oh, dude, I think I remember this guy actually doing, sending it in. So. All right. There we go. Yeah, we got a winner. Uh, oh, no, he didn't share it. He just messaged in. Dang it. <laughs> well, he sent us a message, so but he didn't close. actually follow the rules. So, gosh, you guys are being like making me so annoyed right now, having all these like contest winners that like so we already had four people that could have had this yes but four people didn't win because they didn't follow the rules so just you know this handy dandy little kit by the way very rugged and it fits you can wrap it around bars tuck it in it doesn't take up a lot of space okay hold on i'm gonna just wait i missed okay was once there (laughs) was once there yeah name of the account yeah that's that's cool all right that's a good one all right, let's see if uh, was once there actually sent us a message. Was once yes, there, yeah. All right, so was once there. Um, they call me Bobo. Yeah, so they nice. call me Bobo. Was right, once Bobo. there. You're the winner, bud. Let Good me... job. So uh, he's got some cool stuff on his Instagram yeah, profile too. So um, well, should we call him Bobo too? All right, I think we should. All right, Bobo. So, You're a winner, uh, Bobo. Yeah, you got some really cool pictures on your Instagram, dude. I think we're gonna follow you back right now too. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So direct message us and uh, oh my god, 
Uh, you won. You won the solder weld off-road repair kit, man. Nice. It's, we want to see pics of you using it. All the dude, uh, he, dude. He looks like he follows the rules too, and he uh, has a bunch of cool pics. So I'm sure he would do it. You're gonna be our new friend. Uh, yeah, and I want to actually see how people use the off-road, uh, or excuse me, the welding blanket too, and see how they use it in you know the shop and things like that. Because yeah, this thing is super super cool. And I was telling Lance too, you don't even have to use this for just welding. Like if you want to block, like if you need to block an exhaust heat mm-hmm. or something like that, we yep. Working on it, yep. you can just slide it around it. Just remember, it's flame resistant. It's not flame proof. Right. So if you are going to be um, we're, uh, working with it and there's going to be direct. The oh, Bobo it, yeah. is on. Uh, he commented. Bobo. Oh, Bobo. yeah. It's Bobo. Bobo, yes. Bobo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But anyway, if you're gonna if it's going to come in contact with direct flame for an extended period of time, we recommend put some cooling gel on it and you'll have no problems. But otherwise, it's yeah, definitely... Or, well, I don't know if you get a hot block to stick to it, but man, use hot block anyway. <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, okay, cool. So uh, we got our winner, and uh, thank you very much uh, for following the rules, dude. Congratulations, That's- Bobo. Uh, oh, yeah. So Lucretia wants one of those. Well, Lucretia, you can hit me up, uh, and uh, we have some other stuff from Solder Weld that uh, we have authority or authorization yeah, to be able track. to uh, to be able to do some stuff with. So thank you to Lance and all the guys at Solderweld. Lucretia, you can hit me up and uh, congratulations to Bobo Bobo. Um, was once there. You got you was did once there. You did an awesome job confusing us with your name and stuff. But dude, you're awesome, and we can't wait to see what you uh, you do with this uh, all the Solderweld merchandise. So uh, we are going to go to commercial break right uh, now, and we will be back uh, in quick, just a couple of minutes with Cadence Callen. Hello, I'm Justin, the founder of Shock Therapy. Shock Therapy has been around for five years, but we have personally been tuning suspension on off-road cars and race vehicles for over 25 years. We tune between 10 and 15 cars per day, every single day of the week. Our concentration is tuning shock systems and supplying components that improve the ride quality of your car in many ways. Not only do we work on the average UTV, but we also tune suspension for race teams and professional drivers. We currently tune for over 87 race teams in Beston Desert and SCORE. Our clients and race teams rely on our suspension components to allow them to win races and keep them safe. Suspension is a moving target. We are always trying to hit that target with every customer that we work with. Each customer's needs can be different and we tune our kits accordingly. Our research and development never stops. We improve our components every single day. As the industry evolves and improves, so do our parts and kits. As of right now, we have over 100 products for UTVs. So when you bring your car to us, you have the satisfaction of knowing that you have the most experience, the highest quality products, and the fact that your car is being tuned specifically to you. Zollinger Racing builds the best aftermarket products available, products for your UTV or snowmobile, including billet radius rods, billet tie rods, billet steering knuckles, billet steering racks, alternator kits, and much more. All manufactured in the United States in-house at their headquarters in Nibley, Utah. 
Travis Zollinger and his team test in some of the most brutal conditions, racing in places like the Best in the Desert Mint 400, Ultra 4 King of the Hammers, UTV World Championships, and many more. Visit ZollingerRacingProducts.com and use the code DIRTLIFE to get 10% off your next purchase and join us on social media at Zollinger Racing Products to see our products in action. Zollinger Racing, the best products, period. Yeah, finally, we got Lance from Solderweld in the studio. Oh. Thanks for coming down, bud. Hey, why don't we just record a commercial now? Yeah, why not? So good to be here, man. It's been a lot. I've been trying to get down here forever, uh, and uh, I wanted to talk about the off-road kit. Dude, I love those things. I got it in uh, my pack. Yeah, we're running uh, hundreds of uh, vehicles now running them, whether it's a UTV or some guy's got it in a backpack and it was motocross. He's got uh, everything he needs to make a fix right there on the fly, out on the trail, uh, or in the desert, whatever it is. Well, since I've already used one, I kind of know what to use it for, but uh, explain what it does. All right, so let's pull one out real quick. You've got your aluminum rods. Remember, they're rods, right? So, uh, you know, light torch, small torch. You can uh, throw it in there or throw it on the rig with your flux. It decontaminates and cleans like, a, let's say, a radiator. You get a random rock chip runs through uh, as you're racing. You get a rock chip and a radiator. you got to fix it right there or you're yep. out of the race. You can patch it up. You can patch it up. It's all good to go. Yep, just like welding. Yeah, also as well with that, you've got a brake line fix. So uh, with your flux, you can fix a uh, brake line, stainless steel, steel, and then uh, your hop lock, heat absorption putty. So it yep. keeps you from getting burned, number one, as well as keeps the heat from traveling. So uh, it's really, uh, really nice. I've used this not even to fix anything. So it's, that stuff works <laughs> it's, so good, man. Listen, it's easy. It's uh, It straps in nicely so that you uh, have everything you need in one little place and you don't have to carry a big bag in it's the It's like a uh, first truck. aid uh, kit for your vehicle. Yeah, chase trucks have it as well so that, uh, you know, if they need to make a fix on the fly, they can get it done and get it done quick and get you back in the race. Dude, those things are so cool. All right, so it's at Solderweld on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, SolderWeld.com. Awesome. All right, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, we are back. And uh, thank you guys very much for uh, checking out all of our sponsor commercials. We really appreciate it. So our featured guest tonight is a youth side-by-side -side racer by the name of uh, Cadence Cowan. Uh, she grew up in the motorsports world with her dad. Uh, she has quickly become a force to be reckoned with oh, well, on the track and off the track, too, because her graphics are killing it. Uh, she has won many races, and she competes against some of the best drivers in the industry at uh, just the ripe old age of 14 years old. She races more than almost anyone that we know and has a future uh, aspirations of becoming an off-road legend, just like when we talked with Kristen Matlock. So welcome Cadence Cowan to the show. How are you doing, girl? Hello. Good. How are you? We're doing awesome tonight. I mean, it's just super hot in Arizona, but uh, you guys live, uh, I think your dad said you guys live in the high desert in California, so it's probably hot over there too, huh? Oh, yeah. It's a good 90 degrees still outside. Oh, that's like ice cold for us I know. Here. I'm all like 90. <laughs> Oh, I know, but it's hot. But we like to wear hot that like us. a badge in Arizona. We're all 90. Hold my beer. <laughs> I know, <110. laughs> So um, what uh, what have you guys been up to on this like quarantine stuff? Have you guys still been uh, able to get out there and race and do all that fun stuff or work on the car? Like what's your guys' – We just uh... got back to racing like last weekend for Dirt Series. So 
that's about it. And then all the other races have been postponed, like a couple of the works races and then a couple of our other series that we just go for fun. But the other series that we went to for dirt series was the only really race that we had this quarantine. Like, yeah, that was the one at Havasu, wasn't it? The works race? Well, the works race in Havasu was a while ago, but our last works race was in Mesquite. Oh, and then yeah, we yeah, just yeah. had our yeah, and then we just had our dirt series race in Lake Elsinore a couple weeks ago. How was that track? Where did that go? It was cool. It wasn't. It was just a short course race. It wasn't like our normal works races, like how it had like desert in it too. It's more just like a short course race. It was a super small course, but it was super fun too. We got to see a couple people that we haven't seen in a while. It was cool. Was it on the short course track, the Lucas short course track, or no? Yeah. Dude, that's no, my favorite track. The, uh, like main course. Oh, the main course? Like the dirt bike track? Yeah, it was right next to the Lucas track. Oh, have you got to drive that Lucas track? It's so fun. I've ridden on it a couple times, yeah. Yeah, that's like one of it's my fun. all-time favorite tracks. Like, if you have a good car set up for that track, like sending that big old mm-hmm. tabletop in the middle, it's like 200 feet or something. It's so big. I was just going to ask you, what was your f- oh, why, why is it your favorite track? It's just cause it's, it's just because it's technical. Oh. Yeah, so like it was uh, it was just really cool. Like I liked it a lot. So, um, all right, so let's take it back a little bit and uh, like understand how you got into uh, to motorsports. I know that your dad has worked for some pretty awesome teams like Honda Off Road, and I think he said Hendrick Motorsports as well. So is that how you got into it? Well, we've been like my dad's been racing his whole life. Like we mentioned, like. He's been with Driven Experiences, Hendrix Motorsports, the Honda team, like a bunch of cool companies. And then I first started riding quads when I was like four or five. Like I was super small. My dad would take me on dirt bikes when I was like little baby, like nice. newborn. So that's <laughs> cool. I've always been in like motorsports like my whole life. So like you can't even talk yet. And you're like your dad's was like taking you out on the dirt bike. Nice. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> She's born into that life. You're getting lots of love in the comments. Yeah. Lucretia says, hey, fast girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep up on the comments because mm-hmm. I will be able to keep up when, when we're talking with her. But, oh, yeah, and Matt Burke says uh, uh, d- d- <laughs> hello, too. Well, so uh, did you ever have a dirt bike? Like, So we have this like running theme with all of our guests. Most of them, not saying that you did, start off on a PW50. I don't, I think it was a 50, honestly, that my dad was riding around and we're just getting into 110s right now. I'm trying to get a new one because we just sold our other one that we had. So we're trying to get back into it because for pit bike riding for works and stuff, like all the kids riding around, we're trying to get back into it. What 110 do you want to get? I don't know. I like the new one. The new one's pretty sick. Which one? Like the Kawasaki or the Honda? Honda? Yeah. So I I (laughs) pre-ordered three of them. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah because i want to it not not just for me because oh, okay. i want to have two backups because i know two of my friends that want them so oh, nice. i'm definitely wanting to get one of those bad boys too because uh they have fuel injection oh, yeah. so those 110s are like and i rode my buddies and i had one of like a built up one that had a carburetor on it and the fuel injected one like had no bog it like had so much more power i was like oh i'm getting rid of mine like <laughs> i'm done oh here. yeah uh so when you first started like riding quads and stuff, like what was your, I don't know, what was your favorite thing about like 
getting out. Like, because we always like on the dirt life, the whole premise of the show is so everybody sees you at the track. They're like, um, well, and I don't know uh, if you know other younger girls look up to you and stuff, but they're probably first one of the things that they think is like, oh, her car's so badass. And then yeah. they see her drive, and they're like, oh, she's so fast. And and then they talk to her at the track and stuff, but really not that many people understand who the drivers and racers are, right? Who's behind the scenes, you know? Like I was saying, I didn't really know who Cadence was or her dad, and now I'm starting to get to know them, and I'm so intrigued by their story, right? You know what's interesting, too, because we keep kind of calling out the the design of your car and how attractive it is and how much attention it grabs. You really got to have, you really got to be a driver that can drive that car with skill, too. Yeah, to make it, Because you know it's going to be all eyes on you. (laughs) So when oh, the, yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like you're drawing you a lot of attention there. to yourself, so you better know what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, so what's like, what got you, what really got you hooked on it? Because we want to understand a little bit more about your background. I think it was more because we went riding almost every day. Like our house was backed up into the desert. So we just left straight from the house. Like it was super cool. Like our friends were into it too. So we went camping to Glamis and like Dumont and Ocotillo and we go to all those places. And I think it was just more of like the adrenaline thing. Like our family, like all of our stuff, like me and my dad, everything's a race, like everything's a race. So, so it's like, it's always competitive. Like me and my dad are super, super competitive in everything. Like crazy. So who can eat the most tacos? I was just going to say who, who can get through the bowl of cereal faster. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, I go through, like, we go through so much stuff, like, we go through, like, so many cars, so many dirt bikes, like, we're just crashing stuff, like, running into each other, but it's always, like, it's always an adventure with us, always, like. That's super fun. That is. Like, that I, lo- I love that because that's the way uh, myself and my parents and my dad and, uh, oh, excuse me, and all my friends and stuff like that were always growing up. You know what I mean? Like, we couldn't get enough of it. So there was never enough to, time to be able to ride during the day. And there was never enough dirt bikes around. It was just so mm-hmm. fun. So what do you guys do? Yeah. What do you guys do now, uh, you know, like for fun? Since if you're not racing, do you guys work on the car? Do you guys still get to go play in the dirt? Well, we're more like getting the car like at back at 110% for the next race. And we're helping out some of our friends. Like, I'm, like we rent, like our cars stay at one of our friends' house. They have this shop in the backyard and our cars and our trailers stay there, which is super cool. Like they let everything, like all of our tools, all of our cars, our trailers, everything are there. So we help them with their motorhome or their cars or whatever. We normally just go on like razor rides because they, they're right by the wash too. So they can do their stuff there. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you guys still have a whole bunch of, uh, well, <laughs> riding areas to get like all their free time yeah, spent on. Sure. Kristen Matlock says hi, by the way. Yep. There's a whole bunch of people commenting in, too. It's going to be hard for us to keep track of them, but we'll try to mention as many people as possible. Uh, Yeah, so Kristen commented in. Trevor Lyons commented. Cadence. Eva Star Racing. (laughs) Uh, Man, we got all kinds of people over here on YouTube, too. So we have Mm -hmm. two screens in front of us that are following Facebook and YouTube, and uh, the comments keep piling in. We're getting more on Facebook, though. So maybe you did some social media, because I know you're good at social media. So maybe you did a Facebook post for us, huh? I think my dad did, yeah. That's awesome. We've been doing a couple during the week too. I've mentioned, like, I messaged a couple of my family members too, like, 
And they were like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to watch. So it's cool. We have a bunch of family that's watching, too. Oh, right on. Well, it's neat to have all that support mechanism, right? So you don't just have your dad. Oh, yeah. Your dad Your dad has some friends and family that can help him out, too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you've been doing a lot of racing lately, I guess, because it, it just seems like you're always at the track. Oh, yeah, we're always there. Or we're always practicing or we're always like... It's always off-road related all the time. <laughs> oh, that- I got to call this comment out, though. Our daughter, Stephanie, looks up to Cadence and is honored to get to race with her. One of her goals is definitely to be as fast as her. We support Cadence 100%. And who that's is that from? Menace Racing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great uh, comment. Stephanie. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Stephanie. Oh, nice. you know them, too? That's cool. That's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, we to- race with them. That's pretty neat to be 14 years old and already having people look up to you, right? Oh, yeah, it's definitely, like, what keeps us going. Like, this stuff gets hard, like, all the time where we're, like, we just want to give up. Like, this is hard. Like, but we always look at all, like, of our sponsors. Like, we couldn't do it without all of, like, our sponsors' help and support through everything. And especially, like, the little kids. Like, we'll go to works races, and they're, like, little kids, like, two years old that, like, run up to us. And you're, like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, can I sit in your car? Like, stuff like that. It's super cool to see. Like, people, like, especially that I'm such a young age, like, people actually, like, starting to look up to us and watching us. It's kind of cool. It is really cool. And to think, like, where the side-by-side industry is at and where it started, like, it's still so small compared to most si- most racing industries, right? Or most racing genres. Oh, yeah. Um, but so one of the things that uh, your dad would probably get a kick out of this is uh, we used to do so in uh, 2016. We had a really good season with Lucas Off-Road Racing Series. And then we started getting sponsored by uh, Yamaha and we had help from them. But in 2017, we did so much development and uh, work with Yamaha. We weren't having the best racing season right so i decided to take it upon ourselves to have the best pit activation possible so we would have even if we blew a motor at the race we would have the most people in the pits even compared to some of the big rigs like with four uh, pro four trucks and stuff in our pits grilling hamburgers we have little rc cars for the kids and my favorite part about the whole thing was seeing how everybody interacted Mm -hmm. uh as as a family right Mm -hmm. and seeing how the kids had so much fun because like cadence just said it's so neat to see everybody so passionate about it the little kids come up to you i mean like i'm an older guy she's 14 years old but she's still getting the same you know recognition mm-hmm. like how sweet is that it's kind of like you know what, what Kristen was saying about mentoring cadence it's almost like cadence is already you know developing a fan base of, 14 of young, yes yes <laughs> yes good for you of um you know young young racers that she's going she are gonna she's gonna inspire okay so maybe you should just get a bunch of rc cars and have them out there too so the kids can come play in your guys pits right <laughs> right we already have so many like all of our friends are always in our camps. Like we always have so much stuff going on. Like there's always kids running around. We're like riding golf carts around. We're like, it's always crazy at the races. That's cool. You can't get enough motorsports on the track. You take it back to the pits. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. No wonder she's talking about the one tens because I saw some sweet one ten jumps at the Havasu pits. Oh yeah. Did you see those jumps? We that took were the golf cool? cart on the pit bike track a couple times too, and Shut we up. jumped it a couple times. We're like, "Oh, yep, it was pretty cool." Yep. <laughs> How hard did you launch it? Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. We jumped it pretty far. Like we were 
we were all in the back seat and there's kids jumping trying to like lift the front end up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you might be going a little stir crazy, uh, huh? What, with what? <laughs> Knowing that the kids are going that bananas in a golf cart. Oh, you know what? Honestly, though, this this community sounds like they're so tight. Everybody keeps an eye on everybody. I'd be like, yeah, take them. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guys' favorite thing to cook at the track on race weekend? You know, it's hard for it. Like, I I don't know. I think it's more of like a nervous thing for me. But I don't really like eat on race weekends. It's like more of like. I think it's more nerves. Like, I'm just not hungry. Like, usually my dad, like, forced me to eat because, you know, like, I, bro, at Glen Helen a couple years ago, like, we were supporting our friends at works, actually, and I, like, I didn't eat that day, and I didn't, like, drink much water, and it was super hot. It was, like, 110 degrees outside, and I actually ended up passing out in front of everybody on the course. It was, like, it was crazy. And then, so, ever since then, like, I've always, like, tried to eat something, if, even if it's just, like, grapes or, like, water or watermelon, like, stupid stuff like that, just to get me, like, fueled up for the race because I don't like eating, like, the big meals for that. So we usually just bring, like, little stuff, like hot dogs or, like, little stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So I have, uh, well, I have two things to say about that. The first thing is, is do you know who Miles Cheek is? Yeah, yeah. So he's, like, uh, has aspirations to be a chef. Oh really? Yeah, how cool is that, right? So I always, bu- I always, I bug him. never thought that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. So, so who's Miles? Miles Cheek, he's uh, he's a fast side by side racer too. He races for Polaris, and uh, uh, he's just he's well known in the off road industry. But uh, you could come up with like a pit culinary cookbook. Well, so I always give him shit because I'm like, dude, I'm coming over to your pits and eating tacos, there and you that's go. the reason why I asked her <laughs> because if she was like, yeah, we cook. Ha- awesome hamburgers and be like all right i'm going for lunch you're over there. so funny you're like i know all the good pits to go to go there for dessert there for dinner dude i'm just a media guy now so I, all i all i can do is just go eat good food like, right? i'm just here to do an interview and get some of this food <laughs> yeah get a hamburger uh, yeah so, so i always sean kelly just wrote uh this chick is tough thinks she was eight when she first raced with a broken arm in a pink cast yeah so we we're gonna talk about that oh, okay but uh well we can talk about it now so when you've broken a couple bones haven't you yeah i broke my wrist twice in a car and then i broke my elbow when i was younger so the elbow when you were younger though that didn't have anything to do with racing did it no i was i was actually at daycare when it happened so oh crap you were just getting gnarly at daycare or what (laughs) oh yeah monkey bars trying to do flips (laughs) and stuff daredevil all the so, time yeah i was gonna say we yeah. already know why she likes going all huge in her race car yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> do you like that She's like just wild do you like that feeling of like weightlessness oh yeah that's definitely the best feeling that and like the adrenaline like the starts are probably like the craziest feeling like especially because we have land rush starts it's not like lucas like right. how we're all moving and like land rush starts are crazy like you're like it's all we're all by each other and like looking at each other and it's all like who's the who's first to the corner wins practically like that's crazy like the starts always like are the most nerve-wracking thing of the race i love that like because i i love land rush starts like in in any form of racing but like growing up racing dirt bikes and stuff like that like that was always my favorite i always thought it was super stupid that lucas would have us do a rolling Mm -hmm. start because like it's not nascar we're in side by side like come on but uh (laughs) It is neat to to see that she has that 
I don't want to know, like, I don't want to say butterflies because I don't know how nervous you get, but like right when I can like just feel it with her, mm-hmm. like right when she takes off, it's like, yes, it's go time. I'm full throttle now. Oh yeah, for sure. And people know, like I'm like in the zone once I'm in my car, like I go, I always go and make sure I say good luck to all my competitors and everybody that's on the track with us. That's just my thing. Like I like to make sure every everybody's cool and like, we have, I always have a good relationship with most of the people that I race with. So I always make sure I say good luck with, to everybody. And once I'm in my car, people know like she's in her zone and not to talk to me. Cause then I'm like, then I'm always like thinking about my lines and stuff like that. So people know they're like, don't interrupt her and in what she's doing. Cause then I'm like, lose track of my thoughts and everything so people know it's like a laser focus yeah so have you ever heard um, i was actually going to ask her though on those lines do you have any like rituals or traditions or good luck charms or bad luck charms or things that you have as part of your routine where you're like this has to go in this order or that's I have a really to be good wearing question. this yeah i actually have lucky socks i know that's weird but yeah, I, that's I, do great. Have lucky socks. Are they, I do are they zebra uh, there are actually there are American flag ones. I have American flag ones, and then I have checkered ones. Oh, nice. that's cool! Awesome. So, have you ever heard? Uh, I forgot. Like, I don't know what the statement is or the quote is, or whatever. But uh, like, when a racer puts their helmet on, like you're in one mind on the track and one mind off it's the like track. Like, it changes your mindset. That's like your yeah. Uniform so there, or your... there's some racers that just don't have it right. They're a jerk off the track or a jerk on the track or like mm-hmm. vice versa or whatever it is. But it sounds like she can turn it off and on. Mm-hmm. Like she can be in the pits and she can just like be like, yeah, it's we're back to like normal life and we can hang mm-hmm. out and do everything. Mm-hmm. But then like when you're on the track, it's go you're time. Zone, yeah, like yeah, that's great. I think it's oh, good. Yeah. You can turn it off and on like that. It's a pretty hard thing to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially. Oh, yeah. Like you could probably uh, vouch for this cadence is like there's a lot of people that get on the course and they're still in the happy go lucky attitude they were in the pits or vice versa. They're really angry when they're on course, like maybe they had a bad race and they take all that anger back to the pits. But Mm -hmm. it sounds like you can differentiate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like we always say, like I'm friends with most of my competitors, like we all hang out like off the course. And I, I always say, like, we're friends off the course. But once we're on the course, we're like, we're not like. I wouldn't say not friends, but we're not. Right, like, we're right. You can't say like, oh, track, it's my friend. You know? I don't want to do this to them. You got to like, it's a race, you know? How do you? Yeah, for sure. So we're how all do you, trying to win. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, how do you How do you make sure that you're racing them fairly then? Like, because it's not like you're going to go out there and take them out. But like, how do you like, if somebody starts getting like rough with you or whatever, are you just like, all right, let's race clean, but let's just like put the hammer down. Gloves are off. <laughs> yeah, I always, well. My dad always says on the radios, he's like, hold your line, just hold your line. That's all you can do. Like, unless they're getting crazy, like driving into you, like driving into the side of you or stupid stuff like that. But like our classes are pretty cool. Like they don't really get all crazy. Usually they're super chill. Like, so. That's exactly the opposite of what Lucas was. Really? It was straight up, like you said, it was was MMA, right? Right when you get the green flag, it's like the hugest MMA fight with four wheels. That's just, yeah, exacerbates everybody, gets everybody all hyped up. Well, that's the reason why I asked that question because I wanted to see how her and her dad did it. But the the cool part about that is, though, is that her dad's experience is going to trickle down, mm-hmm. right? Because she sees this or hears this on course while she's driving. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other guys that, that were in different series or maybe even in her series in those cars, they don't get that same experience. Right. They got they, to sweep the leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a little bit different mentality, but I really like that part mm-hmm. of their program. That's awesome. 
how do you feel about it? Like when uh, you're out there on course and you're just like giving it your all, does it like, is it like where you feel at home or do you get nervous or what? I think it, all my nerves go away after the start. Like all of like, that's my most like nerve wracking part of the race. Like after that, it's more like, I just have to think smart and like just giving my, like sometimes I drive over my head and that makes me lose time or like stuff like that. So I always just have to like remind myself to drive smart and make clean lines and just stuff like that. Cause that's, all, that's practically your whole race. Cause if you mess up, like that goes everything. So Yeah. So your dad probably tells you, Cadence, just focus on you and race your own race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially cause there's always so much like commotion and stuff like mm. going on around you. Mm. Like who knows what other people are doing at that point. So that's cool that she can separate it, especially being yeah. so young. Yeah. Uh, we have some comments coming in, yeah? Well, we have uh, Friendship Stays on the Sidelines from Landon Leitner, it looks like. Uh, do you know Landon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we live with them, actually. We rent their back house. Okay. Oh, right on. Yeah. So Friendship Stays on the Sidelines Friend- even when you go home? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I guess that is the sidelines. But, it, I mean, um, is Landon a racer, too? I don't know. No? Oh, yeah, he rents okay. it. He just got a 1,000. Oh. He just got Casey Sims' old 1000 too. Yeah. Oh, right on. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. So you're probably oh, yeah. you're probably friends or at least acquaintances with uh, some of the people that we know or we've had on the show, like the Dan Berries, obviously Shelby Anderson, okay. and uh, mm-hmm. Justin Covarrubias, like a whole bunch of those people. Oh yeah, we raced with most of them. Like Caden and I raced 170s. Like we battled. Like our first couple years, we battled for points. Like it was. We used to be, like, really close, and now that we don't, like, race each other, we've kind of, like, drifted, but we're still good friends. Like, we hang out. We're just not as close. Yeah, I feel you on that. That's neat to see, though, because, like, there's so many people that, I don't know, the camaraderie in the whole industry is just super cool. And, uh, like, even when I talked to you and your dad earlier this week, it was, like, just brings back so many memories for me, like, about growing up and just different things mm-hmm. because they're doing the same stuff you know uh david is teaching his daughter the same things that i learned as a young kid and that he learned as a young kid so it's just neat to, to see all that stuff man we got some- so somebody says dave has a very mellow demeanor which transfers to her so oh right i on. guess that's where your zen comes from yeah andrew mcdaniel mm-hmm. so th- well thanks for commenting in what did, oh, Alf- yeah, yeah. What did alfonso have uh, for you? alfonso jimenez says she's rad i see her wrenching on her car glad to see uh what a great racer and she'll when and she still can turn a wrench so that actually brings up a good point now too so um i want to ask two questions here i want to ask first of all how are you doing in school i have to get a's and b's to even touch the race cars so that's just like that's my dad's thing and some of our sponsors like require for us to take pictures of report cards and stuff like that too so yeah that's awesome so we had uh, craig scanlon on the Mm -hmm. show craig scanlon used to be um i forgot his position title at polaris but it was like vice president of marketing or something at polaris and then uh he transferred over to a company called four wheel parts Mm -hmm. and uh so now he's the uh president of four wheel parts Mm but um that was one of the things that he was very adamant about is he said that any youth racers that come on the program, if they don't have good grades, they're out. Awesome. So that's great. He was one of the ones that required that stuff. So I, first of all, I think that's cool. But Mm -hmm. the second thing that I have to say about that is I had to do the same thing when I was growing up, but don't you feel like cadence? It makes it so much easier to get you through your schoolwork because you pay attention in class. You don't slack off. Oh yeah. And then, 
it Wait. makes you look forward to something too. Like it makes you like want to get it over with. Like before racing, yep. I was like, school sucks. This is stupid. Like I don't want to be here. But now I'm just like, okay, let's get it done. Like let's mm. go, let's go. So we can go racing and stuff like that. So, so as much as it's, it, she makes it sound like a little thing, right? Like, so you have, um, well, two different people in the world. You have hardworking people and lazy people, right? And so uh, there's very few people that are in between. But once you understand what she just said, mm-hmm. when you go to work, you try hard at work. You don't mm-hmm. just wait for it to be 5 o'clock, right? right? So the things that she's learning now are very, very important for the rest of her life, which I think are fantastic things to to know now. And that was what I was bringing up as my point is that when I was going to school and I had to get good grades – I would do like my best to just ace it and be mm-hmm. done with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you didn't have to go back. You yeah, get it done once, one and, and done. She probably does the same thing. Like, she's asking the teachers, "When's my next homework mm-hmm. assignment? Can I get it done early? When's the next test? Can I do the test early?" That's like, sure. we're gone like every weekend for racing, so it's hard. Like, most of my teachers have been pretty cool because it's like, like we tell them like we race, we race a lot, and they're like, "Okay, what do you mean by a lot?" I'm like, every practically every weekend we're gone, so. I'm going to need work for Friday and Monday. Like, I miss pretty much every Friday and Monday at school. Like, I would have to get work or do makeup work when I get back. Like, stuff like that. So, that definitely made it harder, but it made it, like, it was like leaving. Because I could do it before or I can do it after. Like, my teachers were super cool about it, too. They are super supportive. That's rad. That's the exact same thing that I was. I I never went to school on Mondays or Fridays. It was always Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I went for three hours a day. And the rest of the time, I had to work on the race program. I'm sure there's plenty of people that think that that sounds like cake. But I know, like, doing all that work on your own. You got to fit in 40 hours or whatever the... Let's school. 25 hour school week mm-hmm. into let's just say eight or 10 hours. Right. But right. that's what's so cool though, is that's what I mean by like when she gets a, like if she has to get a real job, like sooner or later, like it's going to be a cakewalk mm-hmm. for her. You yeah, you're going to be mean? motivated. You're going to know how to get it done. So I'm assuming that your school's closed during the whole COVID thing and you were doing kind of homes- the homeschooling <laughs> thing. Did you find that that was easier for you to balance it or was it like, ah, oh, well, I'll get yeah. to it later? That was way, that was honestly way easier for me because I can go to the shop on a Tuesday, like, and I, I just got my work done, like, for the week on Mondays, I would just, like, sit down and get everything done, so I had the week off, Mm -hmm. so I couldn't, I didn't have to worry about anything, and I can go fix other stuff that we needed to do, so I think it was definitely easier, and we're considering doing it next year, especially if we have to wear masks to school, too. Oh, yeah, I that, feel would, <laughs> that would totally suck, right? Yeah. Well, it, plus it would just yeah. be like you don't want to get sick either. It's just frustrating. I think it's unrealistic oh, yeah. to think that anybody could sit in a classroom for six to seven hours with a mask on or whatever. But, you know, my kids kind of did the same thing. They would get their assignment at the beginning of the week and they would plow through it on Monday. And then that was it. <laughs> then they could go just have yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what kind of stuff have you learned like? Well, I guess from and about your dad, like to make it so that you can put all that stuff into your race program. Definitely his work, like his work ethic is like through the roof. Like he's like always super supportive in everything that I do, which is super cool. And like he always helps me. Like I get frustrated all the time. Like we all do. Like we get frustrated when we're working on the cars and he's like, hey, just sit down. And he shows me his little tips and tricks that he's learned like from his other trophy truck teams and stuff like that, which is super cool. Like he's like teaching me the importance of like text, like um, the torque specs and all that kind of stuff. Like 
everything on my car is torqued, like, and all that, like, the importance of prep and all that kind of stuff. Like, he just taught me a bunch of different trips, like, tips and tricks for everything. Did he teach you how to use the paint markers to make sure that your bolts stay in the same spot on your radius rods and all that good mm-hmm. stuff? Well, exactly, yep. So, one of the tricks that I've been trying to learn over the past, you know, whole my whole life, basically is how the heck not to have the wrench slip and then crack your knuckles. Uh, like if anybody has oh a if anybody that's has a secret if that. anybody has a secret to this, please comment in and let me know because that's like <laughs> or maybe your dad knows I need to like figure this secret out because oh my and if your hands are cold, oh my gosh, it's so much worse. That's hilarious. Oh yeah. Hey, we have a really nice comment about um, from Josh at TacMed Info. Amazing maturity, dedication, and sportsmanship for the sport. Keep up the great work on the track and in school. Yep. We'd love to send her a free trauma kit and emergency card to keep her safe on the track. So, um, first of all, this is really cool that Josh is uh, noticing. But uh, so, um, I don't know if you can pick one up, but they're right over there on the uh, in the studio. But so Josh makes these things, and I think your dad will actually appreciate it. That are uh, basically like, have you ever heard of what's called a dog tag on uh, like for army soldiers and stuff like that? So they wear. A, I think I've heard of this. Yeah. They wear a necklace around their neck, right? So I don't know if you can see this and if our audience can see this, but this is like a, a first aid response thing. So. At any time, like you said, you passed out when you were, uh, I don't know if you were on the track racing or just walking around, but like I had a bad accident uh, in April of last year and these are emergency cards. And what you do is you just stick these things in your suit. And so this will hang like, let's just say like right by your strap or something like that. So if anybody from a medical crew comes on you, they know who you are, oh, what's going awesome. on. They can con- they can immediately call your dad and let your dad know where you are, what's going on with you. Like, That's it, it they're super super cool and so we were going to try to see if we could work with like works or best in the desert to see if they could have these i don't want to say mandatory but suggested for all the racers because they're super super yeah. cool to have on everybody so uh josh from tac med uh obviously he wants to support you so he said that he would uh hook you up so that's pretty badass that's you cool. can even tuck Thank a little guys. photo of yourself into here too, yeah, you so could. that way they could definitely like so identify that was you. Yeah, exactly. just in case it, you know, came well, off in or case you smash your face as hard as I did. Or yeah, <laughs> no, let's hope not that. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's cool. So um, maybe I could line that up for you. So, Josh, if uh, if you want to just text me a little reminder, maybe uh, I don't know tonight or tomorrow, we can get you in contact with Cadence, or you can reach out through through Instagram. Uh, you can also reach out to her dad. Her dad's uh, uh, very good at the social media stuff as well. So, um, well, wow, that's cool. So, what kind of stuff have? Uh, well, I don't want to say if you focused on because everybody when they get out there and start racing, they focus on winning, right? Mm-hmm. But there's little victories along the way, right? So you first start out, you started riding quads and then you want to get better. And then you see a side-by-side and you want to like learn how to drive a side-by-side. Like what are some of the little milestones along the way that you remember the most? Well, I first started with quads and then like my, I crashed my quad pretty good. I like wadded it up and I got hurt on that. And then my dad was like, nope, I need to get her in something with the cage. So then I got this little golf cart that I ended up, like, driving around. We made a track in our backyard. And then that's when he was like, okay, it's time. Like, that's when the 170s came out. And we were looking at it, and we are like, those are actually really cool. So we got one. And he surprised me on Christmas with it. And we ended up starting. We got it built just for, like, a play car use. We weren't planning on racing at all. Like, 
and we ended up like taking it to the dunes and like the desert and stuff like that and then i ended up doing um our friends that we keep our cars up their shop they were like oh we're gonna take our kid to go to this race do you want cadence to go and my dad was up north for lineman college so and i was down in san diego and he was like oh yeah that's cool like we got everything ready we took the car out there and i I got third on my very first race. Wow. Ever since then, I've been hooked on racing. So That's pretty cool. Do you remember how old were you, you were at when you uh, crashed the quad and decided to get into the 170s? I was probably like five, six, some, somewhere around there. That's I was crazy. Young. I don't know if you know this, but like most people learn how to drive when they're 15. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so she was five. And that's that like, time took third yeah. on her first race. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, we got to answer a question real quick. Uh, Andrew McDaniel said uh, it's called TactMed. It's T-A-C-T-M-E-D. So look for, uh, I think it's TactMed Info on Instagram. Um, so they have all the stuff. And thank you very much, Josh, for chiming in and, and offering that to Cadence and her, her family. I think they'll definitely take you up on that offer because anything for safety is always important. Um, Andrew so, McDonald also gave you a tip on how to keep your knuckles from getting busted and said uh, mechanics gloves. The problem is, is we live in Arizona. I'm not trying to put gloves on. It's already hot as crap out here. <laughs> well, we could do the reverse. You know, you cut the fingers off. You got to cut the palms Oh, I got Michael Jackson mechanics gloves. That would be like the worst. <laughs> cut the palms out. Cut the- um, okay. So, man, I still can't believe that. So five or six years old, she's learning how to drive. And how were you as a driver? Like when you first started, were you kind of scared? Like, cause that's a pretty, like when you're five or six like years, five old, years old, though, you would just be like, this is going to be great. And just well, go. Yeah. But it's, still, it's still a decent sized vehicle. Like a 170 is like about the same size as a, a quad. Mm. So that's a pretty decent sized vehicle for a five year old to control. Like, or were you just like gung ho? Like, let's go. Well, I was like, I was more of like, I was reckless. Like I didn't have like the mindset. <laughs> you know, like, five-year-old keep reckless. your car, like all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I was more in play mode. Like, but now I've learned like it's more of keeping your car together. It's more of like that kind of stuff than just going for it. Like I was young, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of like go for it and like hope for the best kind of situation. But so she's already way smarter than me. Cause I'm still the five-year-old mode. Like go yeah. for it and hope for the best. Fearless. Crossing. <laughs> yeah. This is why they say you should learn to ski when you're like five. Yeah. Because at that moment you're skiing. <laughs> so when, so when you're 14, you don't even have your driver's license yet. You're already a professional. Exactly. Learn to drive at five. <laughs> I, I think that's a new bumper sticker. <laughs> learn to learn drive, to drive at, at five. five. <laughs> oh man. That's pretty cool. So you got like, <laughs> Doing that well at your first race, that must give you a pretty good, like, uh, confidence boost to want to start doing this. What did your dad oh, say yeah, when he sure. found After out? That race, oh, he was like, he was like, what the heck? This isn't right. This isn't right. And I was like, the times say it, you know? And he was like, okay, okay. Like, we were looking at times. We were like, that's actually, that's crazy. Like, to be your first race and to get third, like, that's pretty good. And then ever, ever since then, like, we moved, we got that 170. We raced it for, like two years a year and a half and then we moved all the way up to a 900 which was like a huge jump from a 170 to a 900 and then we raced that for like a year maybe two and then we got this car and we've raced that for this well i've raced the 1000 for two this would be my second year now but we just got this car this year so, well, first of all, it's it's awesome to see a young person driving such a well, we'll call it a big vehicle for a fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
so there was a picture that she sent over. Um, my favorite picture, Caden, still is the one with all the mud on you. That's like my all-time favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But she sent over a picture of her in the 170. It's a little car. Like, just picture like a little uh, – an overgrown power wheels with a roll mm-hmm. cage, right, mm-hmm. with the big motor. Mm-hmm. So it – but she's like all the way up on the edge riding two wheels like it's called like bicycling but oh. she's like ripping around a corner still like doing full that full control I don't right. know if it was full control because it was a picture, but it was. Oh a- yeah, that race was actually the race that I lost my championship to just because oh. of that. Did you want it up? I was up? leading points. No, I was leading points. I actually ended up saving it, but second place was right under me, like right behind me, and he swept right under the inside and went under my car and. You know, those they're not four wheel drives, so you have to push them like and it was running on one wheel, so we saved it still, but we ended up taking it home second that year just because of that. So that brings sucks, but it's still good. That brings up a good point though. So learning how to drive with two wheel drive is awesome because it's a lot more difficult than four wheel drive. But um red, re- racing a Razor one seventy, you had to keep up a ton of momentum. Like you barely oh, made yeah, a you sure. barely made a mistake and he drove under you and you lost the championship. Like first of all, that's a yeah. like a gut wrencher, right? Because mm-hmm. you lose. But the best part about that was is I guarantee you after that she was like, I'm not losing momentum ever again. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Even like sliding in corners, like you would lose like time there, and then you would lose time on your jumps because you know those things have like two inches of travel. Yep. Like you have no suspension, so like you can't clear stuff and like you're like landing so hard and like blowing your back. Like it hurts, but it's like, you can't like slow down. You have to go like, cause momentum's everything in those little cars with like so much little, so little horsepower. You have to like make time up everywhere you can. I have to tell you, it's so like, to me, I, you know, I didn't grow up in this life, but you're so uh, impressive. Just your, your knowledge of the sport and what you need to do and how you take away, you know, your, mistakes that you've made on previous races and learned from them and corrected them. And you clearly inspire a lot of people. These comments are just amazing. So I, I don't know. I just think it's great to hear you well, what speak did about Chris, it. What did Kristen say? She just Kristen commented. Kristen said, woohoo, Cadence. She is an inspiration to all her and Dave, our amazing father and daughter team. Love them both. Hashtag go fast girls. Go fast girls. Is yeah. that a hashtag? Yeah, apparently. That's sweet. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> That's their company. They, they sponsor us too. Oh, okay. They're super cool. They go to all the races. They're super cool. Well, we'll have to check them out. Who are some of the people that sponsor you? Because it looks like if you move your head out a little bit of the way, we can see a uh, like the side of your race car too. So, oh yeah, you, see how cool her design looks. I know. So I neat. love it. I love it. Well, and America, obviously Independence Day. Uh, but I think that's just such a cool graphic layout, man. So, oh yeah, we definitely were like I was going for like the cheetah theme, but. We have a couple friends that were going down that road too. Like um, Sierra Romo, her cars are all like that too, and we're good friends with them. Like we hang out with them a couple times too at the races and stuff like that. And we were talking to her about her cars, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that was right before she got her car wrapped." She was saying that she was going to go cheetah, and we're like, "Oh dang it!" Like we were going to do that too, but we wanted something that stood out and that popped and that was like for me, not like anybody else had it because. We don't really see a lot of zebra out there on the track, so we wanted something that was unique. 
and that were my colors too that popped. So. Dude, I'm feeling the zebra like big time. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So that's why. Have you gotten anybody that said uh, anything bad about the design? Because I have one experience that uh, I wanted to, t- to bring up to you. Because, like, first of all, the guy's an idiot. But so I put. Uh, I have this car that we call Project Unicorn, and it's got pink, uh-huh. yellow, and blue. And uh, we did all this cool stuff with it. And it's uh, the reason it's called Project Unicorn is because I was never supposed to be able to race again or drive again. And all of a sudden, I'm driving this yeah. Yamaha you shift and so it's this cool project right and so wanted to make it the colors of unicorn and we put cool colored lightning bolts and really bright stuff on it and the reception was pretty good like everybody's like oh wow that's different Mm -hmm. like that's cool but you get some guys that would be like uh you know like it's not the greatest and then one guy was like dude that thing is gay as f like uh, oh and i was like oh my god i would love to go riding with you you're the have stuff to say like about everything yeah but i turned it around and this is one of the things that i wanted to mention was uh and to see if anybody said it about you is like i told the guy i'm like thank you so much like i can't wait to go riding with you so you can check it out and come riding in the car <laughs> yeah, with me yeah and so i was wondering if anybody ever messed with you because, like, honestly, your car is bitching. But I wanted to see if anybody thought it wasn't. Not really. Like, most, I've mostly gotten, like, compliments about it. Like, Good. it's super cool and unique. Like, I haven't really gotten, like, a couple. Like, last year, like, we had no wraps or anything. Like, we were kind of just, like, going for it, trying to get to the races. Because last year was, we were racing two different cars, four different series. So, it was a crazy year. We were super busy, like. None of the cars were wrapped, and we all we got sponsored an uh, an other RS one, and um, that car didn't work out. But it was a super fun car. We got we got second in the works championship with it last year, which was super good for being our first year in works. But we ended up selling that. We ended up sending that car back, and then we ended up building this car to race it this year. So. Well, so let's take a step back then and talk about like, cause you said that car didn't work out. So it made me think about like your mechanical skills and obviously with your dad and stuff too. So, um, when you guys do like a race prep, it takes a while, obviously, cause you got to clean the car and do all that stuff. What's like a normal, um, let's just say a Thursday through a Tuesday when you do a race weekend, like, do you have to clean the car when you get back? Do you have to start working on it? Like, what do you guys do together? So usually when we get back, we either like, we park the car, we park the trailer out at our friend's house that we keep all of our stuff at. And then we usually come back the next day. I wash the cars, I get them all cleaned up. And then that usually takes up most of the day. And then usually the next day after that, we usually go back to the um, shop and then we usually get the cars like wiped down. And then we start doing our normal race prep on it, make sure everything's good. And if we have any issues, then we usually set like, our parts orders down and make sure we have everything to get the cars ready. So she makes it sound easy, right? But, I was so actually just thinking, do you actually ever have like downtime or is this your downtime? Like for some people are like, man, I just want a weekend like where I just sleep in and do nothing. But this might be your like, hey, I this is what I want to be doing 14. Come on. I, She's got all kinds of energy. Well, yeah, but I mean, sometimes 14 year olds are like, yo, I just want to watch a movie. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like just chill. Yeah. So is this your downtime? We don't really have that much downtime. Like, honestly, racing takes up most of our, like, time. And normally, like, helping out our friends, too. Like, we help out, like, our friends, like, Brandon Altman and all them. Like, Landon, we help out with their race program, too. We help out with Faith and her race program. But they're all, it's all super cool. Like, we always go and help. We're all, like, a huge family. We always go and help each other out. So it's cool. 
So when uh, when she was talking about like getting the cars like washed and clean and stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that you have to like pretty much just take them all the way apart, like check all the bolts and like do all that stuff. So she, like I said, she's making it sound easy, but right. there's a lot behind it. Like I know when we would come home from the races, it would usually take between ten and twenty hours just to get the vehicle cleaned and pulled apart. To yeah, get I was prepped for actually the next when time. she was describing that, and then she said, "Oh, it takes all day." I'm like, "Where do you spray it with a hose, right? Like, how hard is it?" And then, then you're saying, "Like, oh no, no, you got to take it apart." Yeah, well, it's because you have to inspect it, and that's right. what that's what I'm kind of going here is mm-hmm. like. So now she's getting not only do you clean the car, mm-hmm. you have to look over everything. So you know how like most. Um, most people and i guess younger people start learning how to change a tire when they get their driver's mm-hmm. license they know how where the jack is for their car and stuff like that well she's already quite a bit ahead because she knows how to basically take a whole car apart mm-hmm. and work on it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty neat what's your favorite part about it um about racing it's more like a racing like my favorite part is honestly the adrenaline like and the competition that's probably my most favorite part about everything and i love how everybody's like a huge family at the yep. track there's no like secrets like everybody's helping each other out it's not like it's not like a normal like competition it's more like everybody's a family everybody's friends we all hang out like have campfires we all like hang out do barbecues everything it's super cool everybody's like a huge family i love that part and that's mm-hmm. exactly why we started the show the dirt life is because we love that part too i wanted to mention though if you if you want to keep that vibe going you can do the regionals and stuff with lucas but don't do the professional series because all that shit goes, goes out away. everybody has secrets oh, yeah, if, everybody has secrets nobody wants to help anybody it's like totally different i was so bummed on that when oh. like we started racing pro i was like oh my gosh this that's is like how it was with the 170s yeah like our clutching, even our clutching weights, we were like, seriously, you won't tell us like what weights you run in your clutch. Like, nope, it's a secret. And like, even our socks, like nobody would tell us what they were tuned at or like yeah. anything. It was super secretive. And you guys, as I know that with your dad too, like your, your guys' mentality is just like us. Like we'll help anybody. Like no, there's nothing in secret mm-hmm. in racing. We just want to have a good battle. Like mm-hmm. it's just more fun that way. Cadence, what are your oh, goals? Yeah, sure. Like, what are the big things you're looking forward to? Where do you kind of want to get to? Where do you want to see yourself in three years? Um, I definitely want to stay with side-by-sides unless we get, like, a bigger opportunity. But I think side-by-sides are definitely, like, what I want to pursue. So, but definitely if I get a trophy truck opportunity, <laughs> you know, I'll have to take that up. But <laughs> I think side-by-sides, I might stay with them. But we're trying to transfer over into desert which is kind of like, because like how Kristen was saying, like she was taking her, she was taking us under her wing a little bit this year and I'm going to Mexico with her, which is really cool. Like it was a super awesome experience to go out there and see it's a whole different like culture and everything. So we like that more like, cause works, we do a little bit of both, like it's desert and short course. Yep. So we kind of like that too. So what was your favorite part about that trip that you took with Kristen down down to Baja? Because you kind of got to live, like, behind the scenes more, you know? Like, so it was you and your dad probably in the same truck? Yeah. So what was your favorite part about the whole experience? Because you weren't, you weren't racing, so it was probably different for you. Oh, yeah, it was definitely different because I'm used to, like, going to the races and racing myself, not, like... But it was super, it was an awesome experience, like... I've never been to Mexico in my whole life until then. So it was like a culture shock. I was like, what is happening? Like, 
And well, and best tacos ever. Race, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. After their race, um, Wayne let me drive his um, his razor down in Sonata after he won the ball home and thousand. Right. So on. that was a super cool experience for me. Yeah, it was super cool. I followed Kristen down the roads and everything, and her son was in the passenger seat with me. We we're riding down the roads. It was super cool. We rode it all the way back to Stero Beach. It was a long drive, but it was super cool to drive that car, too, because it just won the Baja 1000. So it was a cool experience. Did you get any good pictures? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would have been, like, taking Heck pictures. Yourself, a, winning, yeah. a winning Baja 1000 yes. car with her behind yes. the wheel. I would have been getting pictures all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was definitely a good time. That's, it would have been cool if you had, like, your helmet on or whatever. You'd be like, I just won. Yes. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so well, what was your favorite part about it though? Like, and get, give us a little bit of behind the scenes, because when I ask you your favorite part, like I want to know, because I've chased a couple races, but nothing like a Baja 1000. Definitely like the pit stops were my favorite, like, cause it's all like, everybody's rushing. We're putting fuel, we're changing tires. We're looking at stuff. We're looking over the car. We're giving them water. We're giving them all this kind of stuff. So I was more of like, when we first started, I was, like, more, like, I would give Kristen and her co-driver, like, chicken and water. That was my thing. Like, I would give her chicken <laughs> and, chicken strips and water. Like, so, but now I've gotten more, like, involved. Like, if they need help with tires or anything, like, I can help with that. Or, like, even just checking over the car, wiping lights down. Like, stuff like that. It's super cool. What do you think you're going to eat when you do your Baja 1000? Are you going to go with chicken and water, too? Oh yeah, those chicken strips are actually really good when you like <laughs> when you don't like when you don't eat for a long time. You're like, oh dang, those are actually good. And she usually does pizza too, so that's. I cool. was gonna say it, I would want pizza too, um, but since you, you uh-huh. since you said you don't really eat on race weekends, now you're gonna have to eat during the race. <laughs> that's right, you have to. Exactly, <laughs> I know. Dude, she's gonna have to step up her game, right? She's gonna have all that pre planning, but I think probably. I mean, I don't know. The difference between short course and desert is. I'm sure your nerves probably calm down yeah. enough to be able to eat without. Uh, I, I would have any up. problem eating, right, I mean, dude? I could probably just start eating tacos <laughs> on the, the road. Pizza yeah, <laughs> next to you. <laughs> so, uh, did you get to see a lot of the little tricks and stuff that they do with those desert cars and stuff? Like uh, you can tape like granola bars to the roof. You can like have, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all that cool stuff. It's pretty neat, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your it's favorite? It's crazy. She has like a whole different car, like. She has a whole new car, like, strapped on her car. So, like, you look over and you're like, oh, there's new primary and secondary clutches. There's a whole new tire. There's, like, all these crazy stuff. Like, they have hubs and, like, everything all put together. Like, you can replace the whole car except, like, their motor and trans. But it's crazy. She has, like, a whole new car. When they say they carry the whole kitchen sink, Mm -hmm. they really do. Wow. So, we we gave away some products from uh, uh, Vanessa's company that she works for solder weld and these things are pretty cool because you can hold a bunch of stuff on your car we should actually try to see if we can send mm-hmm. you one of these kits these kits are uh, yeah we have we have a couple of those lance gave them oh perfect lance gave us a couple of those over um at sema show last year and we were we were um he hooked us up a couple times with a couple of those and then um he sponsored us for a little while too what did your dad think about the kits did he like them oh yeah they're super cool 
they're super like they're like handy too like, they have everything you can need like <laughs> to replace mm. anything from water lines and everything like that yeah it's i cool. have to say i in all honesty like i don't i knew nothing of soldering and brazing before i started working with solder weld but i mean even i can use these and i've used these i've, I've said before like not even on cars or anything i've just used them for things that i had to fix around the house <laughs> that were metal <laughs> i use them to fix a fire pit <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah so um I kind of want to keep talking about mm-hmm. this Baja thing. Maybe it's just because I'm so like uh, in the uh, quarantine zone and mm-hmm. I haven't been to as many races You're as like, I want. Like, I'm all, I want to yeah. hear the mud story, though. Okay. Yeah. Let's take, it, that race. let's take it back. Because wh- how old were you when you got <laughs> basically took a mud bath in that one picture? <laughs> that was last year. So oh, I man. You must've, it must have been like a totally muddy race then. What race was that? That wasn't even the race. That was practice. Oh, so that wow. was like two laps. Yeah. It was crazy. Where was that at? Uh, I think that was in like, it was somewhere super far. I forget where it was. Peoria. That's where it was. Peoria. It was super far. And it was like, um, they watered the track super heavy, like to let it soak in the ground. But we were like, there's mud puddles everywhere. And I was like, it was crazy, but it was definitely a fun time. It was definitely a different experience because then the cars are sliding around because it's all muddy and slippery. So definitely cool. Yeah, it's different to race in a condition like that. Thanks, Cody, for chiming in. Appreciate right. it, bud. Uh, yeah, so it really is the hashtag the dirt life, but we should call that one like the mud life. So her dad was telling me that <laughs> she can totally be a girly girl still. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking in my head, like right when I saw that picture, I was like, oh, good. Now she doesn't have to pay to go mudding. There you go. <laughs> The, um, exactly. So the Baja was this – you haven't driven that yet. Is that what I understood from what you guys were I talking about? I think what she did was just she went road? down with Kristen okay. Matlock and Wayne Matlock, and she got to participate mm-hmm. in, yeah, the, in the Chase Yeah, I just drove Wayne's car okay. down the, on the Mexican, Mexico roads, yeah. So that is pretty cool, though, mm-hmm. because that's like a, a sign of respect, right? You know, like you get to keep the championship-winning trophy or you get to, like, keep the game-winning basketball, like mm-hmm. those types of things. It's a sign of respect, like, to be like, oh, well – you're allowed to drive this car now because wow. this, this car is like, you know, like what would you do if uh, you were at a race and you helped Jeff Gordon win and all of a sudden he said, I'll let you drive around with me or you can take the car, you That's know, something amazing. like that. It's pretty yeah. neat, yeah. So uh, that was a a good thing for them to do, I think. Uh, and well, plus they want her to race, so yeah, exactly. why, why not give her a little taste, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what was, uh, what was your favorite part about being down there then? Like, like, what do you remember the most about being in Baja? The food, for sure. It's way different. Like, you Told think you. tacos are good here, and you're like, go down there, and they're like a hundred times better. Yeah. Like, the food, for sure. That's what, hilarious. So did you go to the taco shop that's right above the Estero Beach Resort that with the little red roof or whatever uh-huh, on it? The borough? Yeah. That's like my all-time. Mm-hmm. I love that place. You guys are so funny. Christian got breakfast burritos for yeah, us every, on the race days. Mm-hmm. We found a little yeah. hole in the wall, like kind of down the street, though. And it was uh, like it didn't say like really restaurant or anything on the outside. But it was uh, uh, just a, an older grandma that was cooking for everybody. Oh, like a little So kitchen. we got to go into her mm-hmm. little kitchen at mm-hmm. her house. And I, they, I remember these uh, like well, they were supposed to be breakfast potatoes. Uh-huh. But they were like breakfast potatoes like poofed up like they were like little crispy like they were the best thing i've ever tasted in my life and then (laughs) i was like i'm gonna go here every day and then she was closed the next four days 
Oh. So I was so bummed out. She's out of those potatoes. You guys cleaned her out. I know. <laughs> so I agree with you 100%. Although I did really think that it was cool because all the people are so welcoming down there. Even though there's a language barrier. Oh, yeah. They're super fun. Everybody's down to hang out. And like, uh, did you ever have to uh, give away stickers? Um, Kristen had posters and stickers that we did end up giving away to just like the little kids that would come up to us. Which that was a super cool experience too. Like, and we she ordered a bunch of fidget spinners too, which was really cool. She ordered oh, cool. them from auction. So we're giving them away, and the kids thought they were the coolest things ever. It make, it makes you like realize how much you have when you go down there and you're like, they don't even have shoes or they don't have clothes or they don't have anything. It makes you realize how much you actually have. Yeah, it really does. Cause, and she brings up a good point, especially right now in these times in the world, like it makes you think like, wow, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's cool that you guys did that. And that's really neat that your dad gave you the opportunity to go down there when Kristen and Wayne invited you guys to do that. So I'm glad that you guys were able to do that. Um, so I don't know what the age requirements are or anything, but like, uh, well, Vanessa just kind of asked the same question. What's the plan for the next few years? Because if you're going to work into go- doing a professional desert series, then you have to obviously have a little bit more uh, years under your belt, right? Yeah, I'm already on waivers for three different classes right now. So can like, you explain what that is? Like our waivers, like I'm supposed to be 16 to even drive this car. So we have like works made these things that we sign, making sure like we don't sue them if I get hurt or whatever. And I make and make sure I can keep up. And like the tech inspectors make sure I, they do a safety test where they make sure I can get out of the car in a certain amount of time with our fires, like all of our fire equipment on and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, so we had to do that same kind of thing for Lucas. Like, mm-hmm. I had to sign waivers because I had a clutch lever on the shifter since oh, my bikes you. didn't work right, and I got to be able to get out of the car at a certain time. And also, when I grew up racing dirt bikes, we would uh, be in uh, uh, a smaller dirt bike in a bigger class. Like, we would mm-hmm. race an 80 against, like, the one 80 expert against the 125 pros and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have uh, certain waivers uh, or yeah, certain mm-hmm paperwork to be able to do that stuff so it's really cool so when you said you're on three different waivers what are those three waivers that you're on i mean obviously the one for okay just because i'm racing adult classes and i'm only 14 they're making sure i can keep up so one's for safety Mm. one's for just making sure i can keep up and then one's for um just because of my age too oh okay so they're each different one mm-hmm. that's pretty cool though and so first of all whoever thought of those waivers like if it was your dad that thought about to ask those that's super smart mm. because most parents would just they be wouldn't like, let us race at first they because they were like how old are you like asking me all these questions and i told them that i was only 14 and they were like absolutely not you're not racing yeah exactly. and then mm. and then we ended up looking at our lap times and we're up with like some of the faster people so they were like, okay, well, she's if she's keeping up with them, then it w- it shouldn't be an issue. So they they played it off that race to see how things went, and then they were they were seeing our lap times, and they said that we're keeping up with some of the fast guys. So then I could they made all the waivers so I can race. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Su- yeah, that's super cool, yeah. and that's good that the organizations do that though, because like Lucas was nice enough to let me do those same things that she, that she did. So it's neat to be able to have the organizations be open to fitting other people into it, and um, I'd like to think that I was able to um, 
give the opportunity for other drivers yeah, to be able pioneer to get it that. Too. Well, I don't want to say okay. pioneer because that's a strong word, but at least at Pave least the way, yeah, at least to give give people the opportunity to do. That. Oh yeah, so Jeffrey Ricker says stickers. Yeah, because everybody gives away stickers in Mexico, mm-hmm. man. Stickers. <laughs> Um, the, so in order to progress or to move, like you said, trophy trucks, like if someone was to offer that to you, you wouldn't turn it down. That would be something, again, obviously you would probably have to be on waivers or, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we've gotten, we've gotten like offers to like drive them around the desert, which is super cool too, but they find out how old I am. Cause I look a lot older than like, than I actually am. So people think I'm like 16 or 17 and then they find out that i'm only 14 and and they're like oh no wait you can't drive it like so we drove the honda cars when they first came out to test drive them with the with um proctor and their guys and we ended up driving them and doing their little photo shoot with them too which was really cool and like just to give them some corner corners on like what was different between the polaris and what was different between the honda and all that kind of stuff so that was cool too yeah that is super cool uh, we got Alfonso just chimed in and said, uh, when companies want 10 years of management, uh, skills, like on your resume, uh, when you're fresh out of school, you can already say that you got it. <laughs> That's pretty yes. neat. <laughs> and can, sure. I mean, honestly, just even the fact that you can fix a car, I know people, adults that don't even know how to change a tire and you're 14 and you can probably take a car apart and put yeah, it back see, together. I have to do all the prep work on my cars. Like I do all of the prep work I do, all of the oil changes, I do all the services, I do everything. Like that's just a part of our program. And I don't want to have to rely on anybody if I start desert racing. That's just the part of like who I want to be. I don't want to have to rely on my co-driver. Like, so usually when I race my 900 and this car even too, um, I could pull into pits if something was wrong and I can say the front right axle is broken. And like, I would just know because you get to learn your car. You know how things feel. You know how it feels when it breaks. Like, I actually blew up the motor in my 900 um, at um, Camp Razor a couple years ago. And we're even, like, not wanting to bring the race cars to Camp Razor. But Polaris invited us there. So we we didn't have any play cars, so we ended up bringing that car. And my dad's other Can-Am, too, because we raced – my 900 and he raced his Can-Am at the same time and he ended up blowing up his front diff and I blew up my motor in the same weekend. Oh man. So That's pretty crazy. And we ended up having to race the next weekend. So we, and we were both leading points in the series. So it was definitely like a rush. And we ended up, I ended up having to race one of our friend's cars in, in my class. So just to get up some points because the motor was blown up and there was mm. no way we could rebuild a whole motor in one week. Yeah. So. Way to be flexible yeah. and like on, on point to be able to get all that done though. In all honesty though, I think it gives you a lot of street credibility to say that you know how to take your car apart and put it back together. And you know, you're, you're willing cred. to get it your, has to, I had to, it has to be dirt. Sorry, dirt cred. Dirt cred. <laughs> I rebuilt that whole motor myself. Like my dad was like, no, that's your problem. You need to, you need to do it. He helped me through yeah. the steps, like pushed me through everything, but he was like, no, you need to understand how things work. Like before that, I didn't really understand like what pistons were and what compression was and all that kind of stuff that makes the motor like work. And 
uh, he taught me everything when we were putting that together, which was a really cool experience. Yeah, yeah and the neat thing about that, first of all, I like her dad a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all the stuff we're learning about him. We've got to get him on the show one of these days. But uh, now she can also teach some of the people that she knows at a mm-hmm. younger level all of these same things that she's been learning. Yeah, yeah. and she has the vocabulary and the language. So like she was saying, when something goes wrong with my car, I know what to say, what's wrong. I know how to fix it. Yeah, and that makes some of the best race car drivers mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Like if they know what's going on, mm-hmm. they could, like even if even if she didn't brake, like let, she knew the, the axle was broken, mm-hmm. right? And she knew what position uh, wheel it was on. Mm-hmm. What if she started feeling it a little bit ahead of time, and mm-hmm. she was like, you know what? I'm going to put it in two wheel drive for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. we get to the pits, it's not going to be broken, mm-hmm. and it won't tear up anything else. Like mm-hmm. so, she's going to be learning all these things during the time that she's getting ready to be racing desert, and she's going to have the feel for the car at that time. Versus someone likes me and they'd be like, oh, I, I don't know, it's wobbly. Well, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, she can say, this is But broken. honestly, that's not very far-fetched. <laughs> like, uh, to say that, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of racers that are like that. Yeah. They just go out there and they just get throw, drop the hammer and, and get going. And she's already got a leg up on mm-hmm. them. Yep. Anyway, we're, yeah. we're super impressed. I ended impressed. up winning UTD Worlds and two other championships on that motor that we built. So nice. it was definitely, like, a cool experience to be like, oh, wow, like, it actually, like, Cause I was, it was a hard, like, it was hard to put all that together. Like there's a lot of pieces to a motor. There's a lot of everything like, and it was, it was just a cool, like feeling to know like that you put all that hard work into it and it all paid off. Like, so. And it held up and you did it right and you did it well. Mm-hmm. It is. It exactly. actually is. Like it's pretty f- fulfilling when mm-hmm. you go through a big process like that. Like rebuilding the motor is not an easy job. Oh, I don't yeah. imagine it is at all. <laughs> so it when when you get to do it and at fourteen, it's pretty cool. Like I remember my dad was teaching me how yeah. to rebuild motors and stuff when we were really young. You know, like he's like, if you can't fix it, you're not going to ride it. So that's it. And it sounds like David is doing the same yeah. thing for Cadence too. So. Awesome. Uh, well, and the best part about it is I wasn't racing at the time. Like he was just making me work on it. But mm-hmm. she is, so she's learning on both at the same time. Um, so one of the things that I was going to ask you was about the uh, off-road racer article that you guys actually just did, because that was a pretty cool article. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, t- it turned out really good. So she was in a magazine. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what were some of the things that you got to say? In that? Well, actually, you know what? I was going to ask, too. Was that the first, uh, I don't know, feature article that you got to do? I was in one um, UTV sports magazine. Um, with my 170 when, um, in Parker, I think it was when I broke my wrist and I ended up breaking my wrist. That's the race when we, um, when we had my 170 wrapped and that caught their attention because it was so bright and, uh, it stood out. So then they took pictures of it and put it in their article, which was super cool. And then, um, the off-road Oh, yeah, and then they did it again in January on um, the RS1 for the Girls Ride 2 portion of their article, too. So that's cool. And, well, that brings me to two questions for me. First, I want to talk about the broken arm because that's mm-hmm. a super cool story. Mm-hmm. But um, how does it feel, like, being so young? And like you said, you have the kids come up to you and stuff. But, like, being a girl racer, like, is that pretty cool? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, you get it from all the guys. They're like, you're just a girl. Like, you can't keep up with us. And then we end up like pulling faster lap times and they're like, what the heck? Like they, they always go to the car. They're like, you're cheating. You're doing this. You're yeah. doing that. But when it comes down to everything, it's 80% the car and the rest is the driver. It's like, you can have the fastest car, but it's mostly the driver that you like 
that makes it all happen. So. Yeah, well, and all these things that she's talking about, a culmination of everything, right? But uh, So I got a funny story. My sister, when we were younger, she uh, was racing a quad against all the boys, and they had dirt bikes and quads because it was just a little kid's class, right? Kind of like when you won your first quad race. And she went out there, and yeah. she started waxing like all the dirt bike like dudes on quads and i remember this like i was still little too and i remember sitting there in the pits and one of the guys like little kids comes up and like all mad like super red face and he walks up and goes i'm gonna beat you girly and then he just runs away uh. <laughs> so i can totally feel your pain but um how does it feel like since you're competing at well now a, a pretty high level in the side-by-side racing genre not only are you younger and have waivers you're a girl too. Like, how does it feel to be able to compete against all these guys? It's definitely like, it's definitely a really cool feeling to know that like, cause I race against adults sometimes too. So it's like, it's kind of like, it brings you down at first. Cause you're like, I'm not going to be able to keep up like all that kind of stuff. But once, once it comes down to everything, like, and you're keeping up, like if, even if you're keeping up much less passing them, like doing all that kind of stuff, it's super cool to be able to like, compete with all these guys that were saying that we couldn't compete with them or doing all that kind of stuff too yeah it's got to be pretty rewarding yeah so one of the things that you'll probably agree with me vanessa is that when when you hear somebody like her talking about it right like you can picture them all starting at the starting line let's just say that you know she's got three guys next to her or whoever, whatever it is, or, or older people than mm-hmm. her. Like you have to have a certain level of clarity in your head to be able to understand what you can do and what you're capable of compared to the other people that are on the line. Mm-hmm. And even if I was racing against guys that are my age, right, I would still have to have that. But I can assume like her mindset must be so strong mm-hmm. yeah, that you have a sense of clarity. I think in a way it's in need. It's just natural to you. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Girl, kid, whatever it is, you're just a racer and it's a natural talent and you know how to do it. So that's a it doesn't great matter who it. you're just up against. You just, yeah, you're a racer and it's, it's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's part of who you are. So up against adults, up against guys, up against people who talk, Shit, you know, throw shade, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. You just get in that zone. <laughs> you just gonna uh, kick their ass. I know. You're gonna kick their ass car, either way. When I first got this car, the very first race that it was ever put in, still had stock cage, stock everything. It really only had wheels, tires, and like our safety requirements, like belts and our seat stuff like that. And um, another kid said, "Was we were on the starting line, and I got the whole shot, and I didn't have any Nerf bars on the car, so that was more of like." safety thing for us well it's not really like mandatory but it definitely helps but my tire our tires hit and i drove over his front tire and i went end over end like probably five to seven times end over end in the car had 0.4 of a mile on it when we pulled up to the track so it was brand new yeah so yeah we did everything to get it like that's when we had to um send the old car back we did everything to get that car and my dad wasn't working. So, um, it was definitely hard to get that and coin, um, power sports actually made it all happen. He set up the deal. Like he got it all ready for us. He gave it to us at a, like an amazing price. He got it all ready to race and it was super awesome to get it out there. And once we flipped it over, um, there was no plastics, no nothing on the car. We flipped it over got it back running i finished the rest of the race and we pulled up for the um next race and i pulled right beside him beside the guy that yeah, um, like- i flipped to 
And I ended up getting the whole shot and winning the race. So my dad wasn't really too sure about it. He was like, are you sure you want to go next to him? And I was like, nope, we're going right next to him. So I pulled right next to him. He ended up getting the whole shot and won it. So So with no plastic, it's all bet. It was all crazy. Yeah. That is like one of my favorite things to hear. Like Mm -hmm. my mentality is always get back on the horse no matter what. So that's awesome that she said that. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the broken arm real quick. But um, we just had Jeffrey Ricker comment in and said the Dirt Life Show needs to do a documentary on chasing the race in Baja. Well, maybe we'll do a documentary on chasing the race, but we'll also do um, some footage like inside the race cars and stuff too. I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, so we've, yeah. we've gotten a few offers to go down to Baja, Jeffrey, to do something like this. But um, the part that I don't know about yet is some of them want me to drive too. So I'm not quite uh. sure about that just yet. So we might actually wait until 2021 or mm-hmm. something a little bit further down the road so that I can feel comfortable doing that first too. Cause yeah, I, cool. I definitely want to get back on the horse like Caden's. There you go. So that's perfect yeah, spot. Sure. So you broke your arm twice, huh? Wrist. Yeah. Once in my 170. Then the other time in the car, in this car. Oh, yeah. She said it was a wrist. Yeah. You, um, the first time you did it, you said it was that for the, which race did you say that was where you did it? Her first one? It was the Parker race. It was the Parker 250 race. Mm -hmm. It was the very first youth race Mm. that Best in the Desert put on that had um, 170s in it. So we raced that and um, I ended up getting fifth, I think, fifth out of like 20 cars with a broken wrist and I ended up still racing after and I raced with my left hand for the whole race. Cause every time I tried to put pressure on my right hand, it like fell out and it was in like all this pain and I didn't know what was happening. So we pulled off the track and then like I was in so much pain and my dad was like, what's happening. So we ended up figuring out, like we went back to the track back to our camp actually. And we we're riding bikes around and I was riding with one hand because all of our friends, like, let's go ride pit bikes and let's go ride all this. So we were riding with one hand and I came back, I washed my car, I prepped it. And I was like, no, it actually is still hurts. Like we need to get this thing checked out. And we ended up figuring out it was yeah. broken in two places. Holy so, moly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about tough. Yeah. That's and then like, we ended up racing the next She's trying to walk it off. She's just trying to walk it off. Told me, my doctor told me that I was done for the season and um that i wasn't allowed to race and all this kind of stuff and i was leading points so i was like i'm not giving up my championship like i can't do it like like my heart wouldn't let me give it up so we ended up racing the next race and i ended up winning it with the cast on and that was in my 170 and it was crazy it was definitely like i love it too it was a crazy year you're a warrior yeah not only is she a warrior but hey i will tell you this though that nowadays you have to be your own doctor like uh listen to what they t- listen to what they tell you but uh you have to remember that you're the smartest person that knows about your body so whatever you think is uh you know well and your dad yeah exactly like the second time i broke my wrist it was at the glen helen race for works last year and the paramedics came up to me um cuz our friends at method actually were the ones who found me and i was like that was probably the worst pain that I've ever been in. Like that was the worst break. And, um, they said that they could hear me screaming, crying from a hundred feet away from my car. So it was pretty bad. Um, I was down by the Lucas course in, um, Glen Helen. Oh, wow. So, 
Yeah, we were was doing the same like wrist? the whole loopy loop thing because because they were they looped all three tracks together. So it was like it was a super long course, and we went up through the mountains and everything. So I was down by the Lucas track, and they figured out that um, I was actually in first place when it happened. So oh, I was coming crap. up on Watford, and I got taken out by like um. So Yamaha was going on the inside and I was going on the outside and I was trying to hold my line and he cut over and went and drove up the front side of my car and hit the front wheel and it ripped the wheel out of my hand and broke it in the same exact two spots. So we ended up, when the paramedics got there, they were telling me that it was just a sprain and nothing was wrong and that uh, I would be fine and that I could have finished the race and all this kind of stuff. And it was pretty bad because I actually had to ask them for ice packs. Like, they wouldn't even give me an ice pack. Then we went to the race. We unhooked. And we um, we went back to Kaiser and got it all checked out. And they were like, nope, it's broken. Like, yeah. So we got it all packed up and everything. And we ended up racing the rest of the season in the cast. So it was crazy. That's pretty hardcore. Ugh. So we have one thing in common. I've broken a lot of bones too. <laughs> so you want to oh, hear? Yeah. You want to hear a crazy story? Yeah. The only bone that I haven't broken, and people that aren't watching that are listening to it on audio, is my humerus. I've broken every other bone in my body except for this one on my arm. Well, I feel like you're oh jinxing gosh, that bone right crazy. now. Crazy, right? Yeah, but now you just jinxed that's it. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just under a hundred bones that I've broken. So it's it's Holy like moly. That's it, crazy. It's nuts. But the good thing about it is, though, is that it's taught me a lot. And it's taught me the biggest thing is not to, like, first of all, I don't want to break any bones. After the first one, I didn't want to break any bones, right? But it taught me that pain is only something that you have to deal with for a little while. And she oh, yeah. un- she understood that because she only dealt with it for five minutes and then she went bike riding again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So her uh, – the point was at the end of the day, your mind can over – come all of those things that your body has to go through and she's already learning that at such a young age yeah your mind can overcome a lot it's definitely a mind over matter type thing now of course well we don't want people you know, breaking their bones we don't want people breaking their bones and then out there you know continuing and putting themselves at risk but, but it there, sounds like you knew you know how far you could push it well there's a lot that comes with that mm-hmm. though too like and we're not just talking about breaking bones the what i really meant by it was like she could face adversity. Mm-hmm. Let's just say she mm-hmm. breaks down on the side of the course. Now she knows how to work on her car. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to put the car back together. Whether she gets dead last or first place, she's still going to finish the race. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yep. Yep. It, it doesn't just teach you that you have to survive pain and from a broken bone. It teaches you a whole bunch of other stuff. And to know that she went through racing, well, the rest of the season with a broken arm mm-hmm. is pretty admirable. Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, you've also kind of taught yourself the lesson of, you can overcome a lot and withstand a lot and still be wildly successful. So that's a good lesson oh, to yeah, learn. For sure. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. Well, um, so there was a couple things that I wanted to ask you, um, like to finish up, like we had asked like what the next, you know, two or three years would be like, I know this year is kind of getting messed up because of all the stuff that's going on, but, um, we want to see you get into a desert car, but we understand that it's going to take a little while and that you have a little bit of growing pains to do that. And also um, it's not cheap to be able to get into a desert car either. Oh, so yeah. what's the plan for the next couple of years to be able to reach those goals? Um, we're probably going to stick with works for a little bit to get our feel for desert. And cause that has a little bit of both. Like I said earlier, it has desert and short course, yep. which is really cool. Fades us into it. 
And we're going to probably do some of the DP4 races or some stuff like that just to get my feel for it. And eventually start phasing into desert here pretty soon. It's probably going to be in a couple years, not really anytime really like soon, but hopefully it's more of the money situation. Like sponsors help with everything. Like sponsors, you couldn't do without everybody's help. Like sponsors are everything for us. Like they make everything happen. Like, so um, it's more of a money situation because my dad hasn't worked for two and a half years now. So he's been off on knee surgery. So that's, more of the situation so yeah well and plus you know he's helping you and he's doing such a good job with it it's not like he's like sitting around not not doing anything he's really putting his whole effort into what your dreams are which is such an admirable quality to have for a parent um so one thing that i wanted to tell you is uh uh, even though I'm a media guy, I still know a few people in the industry and I made a few phone calls on, uh, uh, you know, about you doing some research and stuff. And you have a very, very good reputation, both you and your dad in the industry. Um, Brett Carpenter from Polaris wanted me to tell you hello and a few other guys. So it's neat to be able oh, to, yeah, he's super cool. Yeah. He's supported us through everything this year. He's been super cool. Like with our Polaris, all of our Polaris stuff, he's, just been there since day like ever since this whole thing has started with him in Polaris since he's been the new parts guy and everything he's just been there for us whatever we need he helps us with everything and um yeah that's awesome it's really cool to see that though and what I was getting at mostly was like you can be a racer and win all the races that you get right like go out there and win but some people might still think you're a dick Mm -hmm. you know and or be like no like you don't do you it know. gracefully or you don't do right, it. Right, or whatever. But right. all of the things that I talked to people about, they had nothing but good things to say about Cadence, her dad, and the whole racing program. And, you know, talking about all this stuff, about how she works on her cars, the level of effort she puts in, the things that she knows, the grades that she gets, like the the whole package is a very, very significant thing for anybody that's looking to sponsor a young racer, an older racer, whoever it is in any racing series, even if you were racing uh, Tonka trucks, like Mm -hmm. it still makes a huge (laughs) difference, right? Because there's so many people that want free stuff, but there's only a certain few that get it. And, you know, people like Yeah, it goes two ways though. A bunch of people expect all the free stuff and they don't give anything in return. Like we always do like, it goes both ways. Like our sponsors give us stuff and we do stuff in return. It's not, they have to do everything. It goes both ways. We all have to contribute in some sort of way. Yeah. You're 100% right. And a lot of people don't do that. But my point is, is that when you understand and you start working and having that relationship, it really comes together. It's easy to get behind someone who's oh, so yeah. gracious yeah. and grateful and, you know, appreciates the opportunity that's being given to them and throws their heart and soul into it. That's the kind of person that I know sponsors want to get behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Lance. He he did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he gets that's a yeah, that's a great thing about Lance. Not that I know I keep going back to it, but he does. He'll throw if you have the heart and the soul, he'll get behind you. So, what's one of your favorite things to do uh other, aside from racing? I know you said you spend a lot of time with it, but your dad says you're also a girly girl. Um, I like to dress up sometimes like and go like well, Usually, like, for, like, our award ceremonies and stuff like that, I get dressed up. Like, I do my hair for once. Like, it's not just in a braid. It's, like, it's usually, like, I straighten it or I curl it or I do my makeup and I do, I put on a dress and I put on heels and I put on, like, you know, like, it's just different. Is everybody at the, like, when you go to those banquets, is everybody like, whoa, who is this? (laughs) 
for one of the banquets. Um, it was right. It was like on the 24th of December. So it was right before Christmas. And I ended up wearing this Santa Claus tuxedo <laughs> and it had Santa Clauses all over it and I had Christmas trees. And I walked in and they were like, what the heck is she wearing? I was like, it was the coolest thing though. Cause I had these light bulbs, like necklace thing and they lit up flashing. That is so and I was cute. like, it, it, we just made like, it, it was fun, you know, like. Okay, are you like the total winner at the ugly, uh, ugly Christmas sweater party? Obviously, she d- is not afraid to express herself with flair and design. Dude, for real. <laughs> I know, like most people are all like nervous to do that, and I'm like whatever, because I don't really care. Like mm-hmm. whatever people think, like they're like you're too outgoing, or like whatever. Like I don't care. Yeah, you know. But that's a good way to be, as long as you can be yourself and be respectful. That's really good. I. Exactly. I, I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. Look, well, uh, Randy Sharp says, Isabel COC, girls can rip too. That's right. Yeah. and uh, Attitude is everything. Jeffrey Ricker, yeah, he said that attitude is everything. It, it really is. And when she just mentioned it right now, like it's not just attitude and being professional. It's not just attitude and getting sponsors. It's attitude and being yourself. Exactly. And you know what? You seem to be exactly. such a well-grounded person that, you know, you're just confident in being who you are. Exactly. That's pretty neat to do that. And uh, so we're going to kind of wind down the interview right now, but I wanted to also uh, get your dad to come in for a second because we're going to ask some rapid fire Q&A and I'd like to see if he could answer with us too. But uh, why why he walks over and comes into the the video with us. um, Well, first of all, who do you want to thank? And then can you please tell everybody how to connect with you? Oh, uh, definitely my sponsors. Like sponsors are everything. Like we said, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do like our whole racing program is all led by them. Like since our not like my dad's not working and any everything like that. Like they're practically paying for everything. So we it wouldn't be possible without all their support. And definitely all of our supporters, like all of our followers that follow us and support us through everything. We couldn't do it without all of your guys' support. And for sure. You definitely have a lot of those people. There's been a ton, a ton of comments that have come in tonight, and they've all said very nice things about you. So I think your dad and, and yourself are doing a really, really good job, not only at the races, but obviously when you connect with everybody, because you have to communicate with people like 24-7 to be able to run a racing program. We all know that. So uh, yeah. how can people get uh, in touch with you? Like go through Instagram, or what's the best way? Yeah, Instagram is probably the best way, and then through there we can – go through like messenger or whatever is fine what's your but mostly what's your handle on instagram that you use um normally dc motorsports is like our main account but my account um but my account is more of like my personal page but dc motorsports is more of like yeah, sounds good. So we have um, DC Motorsports already tagged in the mm-hmm. last few uh, uh, posts that we did on uh, at the Dirt Life show. And uh, so you yeah. guys can go over there and obviously reach out through there if you want to feel like uh, talking to Cadence. Maybe you want to get some inspiration for your next racing venture. You have questions to ask if you're a young racer or even if uh, you're a guy that's already running his racing program and you want uh, some I don't know advice because they're doing it pretty well. So, or if you're interested in sponsoring a bright rising star, <laughs> reach out to her. Yeah, I I think that's pretty much a given <laughs> yeah. already. So, um, well, we really appreciate you coming on the show, but I would like to uh, do rapid fire Q and A. If your dad's not down, then he doesn't have to do it. But we definitely want to do it with both of you guys if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Rapid fire Q and A. 
I think your dad will. <laughs> I think your dad will like this. So thank you, David, for uh, letting Cadence be on the show. We really appreciate it, and thank you for oh, coming no, on as well. True. So um, yeah, thanks for having me. So first, before we get into the rapid fire Q and A, um, David is the one who obviously helps operate and teach Cadence all the stuff that she knows. So. Um, Congratulations, first of all, on creating a successful racing program for her and on all your accolades as well, David. No, I appreciate that. It's been a been an amazing ride. It's uh, you know, it's just been me and her for a long time, and for me to be able to do what I'm passionate about with her is has been amazing. Yeah, and to see the support that you guys get is just phenomenal. Like it just because everybody sees how hard you guys work on the program, and they see how much you guys care about the industry and just the, what you're giving back to it. It's really really cool. So I'm I'm glad that you guys are getting that support, and hopefully that support can continue to grow so she can reach her goals. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's been amazing. Everyone's been uh, just unbelievable how much uh, people have reached out and been supportive. It's been awesome. All right, you guys ready for this rapid fire Q and A? All right, all right. So we're gonna let Vanessa start, and then uh, when you answer, David, you start, and then Cadence, you go second. Rye racing or real racing? Hmm. Racing? I racing or real racing? I racing or you're all racing or racing? I racing. racing. Okay. Yeah, real racing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're both going real racing. Even though, have you guys either? Oh, yeah. Have either of you guys tried the iRacing stuff yet? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's awesome. Our, our friends, the grooms, they have an amazing. It's setup. crazy. It's, it's so so cool. Um, but I have to say, there's nothing like be- getting behind the wheel of a real race car. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of those statements. And plus, I tried the iRacing stuff, and I was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Were Me you? Too. <laughs> yes. I was uh, like climbing up fences and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i was trying to take like some of the same lucas lines on the lucas short course that i got was that wild horse or somewhere and i kept like trying to like hang some of the berms like in a utv and the pro four had way too much power so i just lose it and cartwheel like. <laughs> um okay so are you guys into supercross at all like supercross and motocross uh we do watch some of it it's been um less than usual just because it's been our our race schedule has been so intense. Well, this question um, is just yeah, general we, we question. We definitely enjoy it, but yeah, we definitely enjoy it. Though. So, Barsha or Webb? Oh, I would say Barsha. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, don't watch Supercross enough. Like, <laughs> she's too focused on her own racing program. All right, what's the next one? What's your favorite food? <laughs> favorite food? Oh, tacos. What? <laughs> <laughs> Stealing all my stuff. You're allowed, you can have Taco, a, you tacos times two. Okay. You could have the same answer, but let's take it one step further because uh, we already know that uh, Caden's favorite place is uh, the one in Ensenada. What's your favorite place to get tacos, David? Oh, same thing. Baja Burro. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. That place, honestly, Vanessa, like that place crushes it. You would love to go down there. I feel like uh, I need to go honestly, there just for that. Yeah, I wouldn't even worry about going down there for an event. Just go get tacos and come back. <laughs> All right, there's my weekend oh, yeah. plans. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah, get... we would definitely make a trip just for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, the next one is Little Smokies or Pizza Rolls? Pizza Rolls. Oh, man, that's a hard sure. one. Pizza rolls, yeah. You're going pizza rolls too. Has Cadence ever had Little Smokies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite soda? Yeah, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, favorite you soda. I think these pizza rolls, though, like, you know. <laughs> I just had pizza rolls last night, not going like to lie. I just never have them without burning <laughs> the crap out of the inside of my mouth. So Everybody burns the crap out of the inside of their mouth. That, or the or the inside of the pizza roll, like, leaks on your yes, shirt. Yes, and it's, like, scor- scorching lava hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the next one? Okay, favorite soda. Soda. Coke. Mm, Dr. Pepper. Yes! Dr. Pepper. <laughs> there it is. Um, okay, this is a good one, actually. Uggs or Crocs? Is it? Is it a good one? Yep. Oh, it's a profiling question. I'm of course it's good. I'm not wearing either of them. I, I'm in flip-flops 24-7, so. I like Uggs. I won't wear Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cody Sanders, uh, he was my co-host on some of the first shows. He's like a huge fan of Uggs. He said that Uggs are like the best thing ever at the sand dunes because no sand gets in your shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I haven't ever worn Uggs or Crocs before, so I can't be like, but he's pretty biased. Okay. What are you, what are you picking? Uggs. You're going Uggs? 100%. Uh, okay, what's the next one? Most memorable race. Ooh, this is a good one for both of them. They might have different answers. Cody oh, went with I would say for me, was, uh, down in Cahia Creek, and, and Cadence and I were actually racing at the same time. Good it was really cool. And uh, I was in a turbo car in a really technical course, and she was in her 900 that's pretty built that does really well on a technical course. Um, so there wasn't much time for me to get. Yeah, you know, plus she's got way more bottom end than you. Myself. Yeah, so we were actually battling. Like she, she, put, she put a bumper on me a couple times. It was fun. <laughs> Take was this, really Dad. Cool. <laughs> that was really cool. we actually both ended up winning our classes which were different classes but she was on my bumper it was great it was it was a really good time yeah that is Mine super cool the first works race i ever did because i ended up getting the whole shot that race and it was like it was like i was head over heels like i was like what just happened like and i ended up doing really well in my very first works race so that was like a super cool thing to like get into a new series and end up doing really well the first race. That is super cool. Okay, so two things I want to say about that, but first we got to say Jeffrey Ricker. So the 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 feed that we do, uh, the live feed has a four second delay on it, right? And before you even answer yeah. Dr. Pepper, his comment already came in saying Cadence's favorite was Dr. Pepper. So he already knew yeah. like that that your favorite. He was that yeah. quick on the draw. So that's pretty cool. We're in the we're we've been in the truck with him and down in Mexico for sure. <laughs> so you guys had a few Dr. Peppers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Um so Oh, shoot, I just lost my train. Oh, my train of thought was uh, I can totally get behind the Cahia Creek. Like, that is one of the all-time, my favorite tracks for motocross. Like, I oh, love yeah. that track. It's it just, it, well, I don't know how yeah, to. It, it, it's crazy because there's, there's not a lot of tracks that are side-by-side friendly. And that was one of the first courses that we raced that was actually really fun in a side-by-side. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, I was going to ask how the transition was from dirt bikes to side-by-sides because that track seems like it's, like, so long and there's so many transitions between the jumps and the flowing corners and stuff. It'd be bitching. That was fun because there's a lot of stuff that's jumpable. Um, A lot of tracks are kind of evolving to where um, even, you know, the new Elsinore track that we raced uh, last weekend, it was really cool because some of the jumps were big, but... Um, they're all you know, jumpable, if you yeah. if you went for it you could make it and it was really cool it was a 
you know, it's, it's nice to see everything evolving. And even with just like the motocross, like side by sides doing like, well, the dirt series, like when you guys went to milestone and different tracks like that, like I never got the opportunity to race it like on a California motocross track, but we have a motocross track here in, in Tucson. It has a vet track. And then it also has a real, like a, a motocross track on it. And when I first bought my first razor 900 from the UTV Wolfpack, I took it out there and I was driving the vet track. And I was thinking like with my dirt bike brain, I was like, Oh, this is kind of boring. Like driving around these little jumps and just long corners and uh obviously i grew to like it but i took it out on the motocross track with nobody out there and i jumped all the jumps like second lap and they instantly booted me off and they were like no way like this is like you can't be doing this kind of stuff like you're gonna kill yourself like this is like impossible for most dudes to jump on a dirt bike so i can only imagine how much fun they had on that cahia track like because it just would have been so cool to ride that yeah, it's a blast for sure. Oh, they, that's why Jeffrey says you left the Dr. Pepper in his truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next one? Oh, favorite flavor of ice cream. It depends on where it's from. Oh, what? <laughs> You're like that much of an ice cream snob? <laughs> I didn't know I there was that much of an ice cream like <laughs> preference over here. <laughs> yeah. Probably like rainbow sherbet. Ram- what or the like heck is Ram- that? Rainbow Sherbert? Rambo or Rainbow? Rainbow. I thought she said Rambo. <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> okay, uh, ski or snowboard? Snowboard. I've never done either, so I don't know. What would you try? Like, if, <laughs> you just had to go, if you just had to go like for your first time, what would you be like, all right, let's go snowboarding? Yeah. Uh, yeah, snowboard. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. I don't like cats. They're mean. Cats are mean. <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. I don't really watch YouTube. You don't? You got to get that. Get out there. We got to start teaching your dad how to start making videos for you on YouTube so you can make yourself I, a little I bit definitely more. need to. We, we started a page, but I'm definitely, that's not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you start a DC Motorsports uh, YouTube page? Yeah. yeah just get a GoPro. It. It's just like, yeah, I need to get back yeah. at it. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe one of these days when uh, when we get back to racing a little bit more steady, uh, I could come out and do some filming with you guys and start helping out. That would be pretty fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Well, this was a good question, but I think we already know the answers. Burrito or taco? Taco. For sure. Yeah. Guys are going tacos. So we had one guy. <laughs> I, no, I think we actually we had two guys. But uh, we've had this question around as a profiling question, by the way, uh, for a few different uh, people. They answered burritos, but they did step it up. And they said, like, a California burrito that has potatoes. Like, they made it sound a little bit more appetizing. So they can pass. <laughs> uh, Supercross or motocross? Well, actually, you know what? Let's change oh. this up a little bit for them. Okay. Let's do works or best in the desert. They. Ooh, man. I feel like you don't have to I answer think, that I on the grounds that are cr- incriminating. I them. like works. <laughs> I like YouTube World Championships too. So you know, mm. both. Yeah, they're both. Both. Awesome. both. <laughs> Acceptable answer. C. Both A and B. Yeah. C. All of the above. C. All of the above. Uh. Okay. Oh, this one's a really good one, actually. Uh, what other form of racing would you like to try? It could be like Desert. speed skating. <laughs> it, it could be speed skating. It could be like speed skating. You don't have to go with a like my, my behind the wheel. My all-time favorite answer was because I really like for the last like I don't know twenty episodes. I wanted somebody to say monster trucks, and we finally got somebody like two episodes to say monster trucks. So 
That was like my yeah, that would be cool. yeah, that would actually be really cool. Yeah, yeah. especially with yeah, how hard those I've guys send it. Would say that again? Boats would be fun. Can you please say that again? Offshore boats. Offshore oh, boats. There you go. Those are actually look super cool. Although, and like, deadly. well, they are like because they're so fast. Yeah. Like, are you talking about? Because they have different ones, right? Like, aren't the big dogs like the ones with the capsules that like if? Oh yeah. The, yeah. the capsules. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The, dude, that they're would like be super jet cars cool. on water without brakes. Well, no, he, I think he's <laughs> yeah. talking about the off, offshore ones, right? He's talking about the ones that go at the ocean, like the really long ones. Oh, yeah, With, yeah, like, yeah, the okay. airplane cockpit awesome. that you yeah, sit yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, Have you seen those? Yeah. Jack cars awesome. on water how? without brakes. <laughs> it pretty much is. So how fast do those things go? Uh, I, I believe just under 200. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. And what do they say? Like, uh, when you're on water, it feels, like, three times as fast or something? Yeah, well, I... I actually saw uh, Pastrana is actually supposed to be piloting the Miss Geico boat. No um, way. So he's getting a, yeah, he's getting a, I, I'm pretty sure that's the boat. I, I could be wrong, but he's, uh, you know, getting to do some offshore racing. So that's actually what got me uh, start watching it. Dude, that's pretty cool. Hey, you wouldn't want to do like F1 racing or anything, kids? Not, not so much, man. The, the, the road stuff is we've, we've tried it. We've, we've tried to do some karting stuff. So, some road stuff and it's cool it's a cool experience but it's just different i like sliding in dirt yeah it's like once, <laughs> once you've been in the dirt and you can slide and jump and all all those different aspects that i don't i don't know that any form of racing has as many aspects as off-road does yeah i kind of agree with that statement what about like dirt bike racing or something no i would crash so hard like, <laughs> I, I well, like... she, she got she got the 170 because I've been hurt so many times on bikes. I've been I've been life lighted three times, done my femur, my knee a couple times. So that's why she got the razor because I was like, hey, I I need to keep her in a cage. So, I don't think that's a bad call at all, Dad. At all. Um, so Jeffrey Ricker says 220 miles per hour is the record for an offshore boat, dude. Two, can right, you imagine going on. 220 in a boat? Like I feel like 45 no. to 50 is like fast in a boat. <laughs> no. <laughs> 220 miles an hour. You put wings on it and you're gonna fly yeah, like fast. it's. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. The Shit. last most important question in the world. I can't I couldn't answer this question, but um chips and guacamole or fries and ketchup. And I'm going to go with Caden's answers on this as it depends where the fries yeah, are chips from. And chips yeah. and guacamole chips both and guacamole. of you? Wow. Yeah. Yep. yep. Dude, I really think chips and guacamole too. That's another profiling question. Oh, right? I don't know. It depends on where the fries are from. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a fries knob. <laughs> so we have a we have a place like uh, do you guys have like a, a local restaurant where you guys live that's like the best like all like do we have a place here it's called EG's and they make like slushies and ranch fries fries with ranch on them and bacon like it's oh nice it's, their french fries are the best do you guys have like a, a local spot that is like the best place well we we have definitely spots that are good for every different aspect um, we have a knockouts pizza which is amazing we have you know it's a knockout. which is our yeah yeah it's awesome what's your favorite page so we definitely have a cadence Mm, probably La Casita. I love Mexican food, so <laughs> we just became best friends, pretty much. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So we're gonna wind down the show. I know it's getting late, and you guys gotta head home because uh, Cadence better make sure she gets her homework done, right? <laughs> yeah. She's Actually, like, she probably she, already got it done before. Like, and you're on. <laughs> she's on summer she's break. You're on summer break, right? 
We're borrowing yeah. our friend's shop here at uh, 5150 Whips, and they've actually, I think everyone went Everybody home. Everybody left. I yep. think everyone went home, <laughs> so we're here at their shop. <laughs> <laughs> they locked you in. You're going to yeah. have to just pull up a pillow and just hang out till they get back. Yeah, we're work. hanging out I for know, the right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys very much. First of all, thank you uh, to the guys at 5150 for letting us uh, talk to you and you, having you guys use their shop and stuff. We really appreciate you guys staying up so late with us and hanging out. It was a really, really good time. Uh, well, I guess informally meeting you guys. I can't wait to shake your guys' hands at the races. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys very much. I hope that you guys can keep uh, getting back to racing a little bit more and keep up kicking ass, Cadence. You're mm. doing such a good job. And Yeah, <laughs> you promise you will. Uh, so, and obviously, David, you're doing a great job with your daughter. We really appreciate seeing all that. You guys are the epitome of the dirt life, and that's the reason that we started the show. So we really appreciate you guys sharing your guys' journey and your story with us. We hope that it keeps continuing to grow. Yeah, definitely. We, we really appreciate the support and, uh, you know, hope to see you out there for sure. Thank you. We really appreciate it. There's a bunch of people commenting in. You can go read the comments. They said awesome interview, and obviously they love you guys. So we'll see Someone you guys. Someone bet 20 bucks that you're going to win the UTV Worlds. Ooh, that's going to be pretty I feel like cool. That's a- hopefully, hopefully, you know. Hey, so are you yeah, guys? We, we, were, we were close at the mint. She was doing really good fighting for first and then actually broken up her A-arm. And had to drive the last two laps on a broken upper arm. I have no clue how it even lasted that long. That's crazy. Um, still ended up third. Still ended up third, which is amazing. I can't even believe it happened. But um, super cool experience. To even at the first year that they offered a youth class to even be up front. To and even then, be a part of it was yeah. Really to just amazing. be a part of it was really cool. Then the Martelli brothers were awesome. Really, congratulations, Kaden. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That is. But definitely cool. we'll be at the world, so I'm sure we'll see you there. Yeah, that'll be cool. And hopefully I'll be uh, – are you guys going to race the, the short course race in the normally aspirated 1,000 class? Yeah, uh, she'll be there. Uh, they have a youth race this year too, so I don't know which ones we're doing for sure, but definitely at least the youth race, possibly the, the NA class as well. Well, it would be nice if you guys – well, if you guys do end up doing the normally aspirated 1,000 class in the short course because then uh, I can line up to somebody uh, – who uh, I think is a very adversary, a good adversary next to me. So, <laughs> thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night and be safe. Bye. We'll see you later. Thank you. See ya. That was awesome, man. Oh, I, she's I re- so super sweet. Really appreciate them coming on the show so too. That's, bright. It's super cool. It's neat to be able to see like, well, just the the family stuff, mm-hmm. man. Like. We really started this show because of the camaraderie. We wanted to show how off-road people, whether it's racers like her, whether it's people in the off-road community or anybody in general, right? Like the people that you guys support that are overlanders, the people that you guys support that are racers. It's so cool to see how families get together. (laughs) Yeah, Jeep Life, all those ones. Like when you're not in this industry, there's other things that you can do, right? But in this industry, it's always so common to have people that care about each other like nobody's business. It's just so cool. And to see, uh, you know, that was the perfect ending to it, mm-hmm. to see her dad come in and show how nice of a guy he was and what he was wanting to do for his daughter. It just, it kind of gets you, you know, mm-hmm. like a little bit. All in the feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. all in the feels. Yeah. Like it really does. It makes a big difference. And to see the amount of effort he's putting into his child, you know that child could, like, you know how everybody says – that's the next president of the United States yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. You know, it's like the epitome of being a good kid, you yeah. know? Like it's Well, super the thing cool. about her too that is she 
lost no energy in talking about it. She lost no enthusiasm in talking about it. She yep. knows what she wants. She's focused. She's hungry, but she loves it, and that shines through. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So thank you guys very much. Thank you uh, to Hunter Miller calling in and letting us know about all this uh, awesome new side-by-side industry yep. stuff that Can-Am has got going, and we can't wait to see if we can jump in one of those bad boys and drive it around. Thank you very much for Kristen Matlock calling in. She did such an awesome job, and we really, really uh, appreciate that <sighs> – she calls in so mm-hmm. much. She's just a good person. I appreciate her for mentoring the up-and-comers so she can mentor more up-and-comers. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's that whole camaraderie thing that we were just talking about. So we really appreciate her calling in. And, and of course, we really appreciate Cadence and David Cowan for being such awesome people. Like, It's just good to see. Now it's like I can't wait to shake their hand the next time we get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, I look well, forward to meeting her in person. Yeah, ser- seriously, right? So um, if SEMA happens, it would be nice to have everybody come out. But um, So next week's guest um, on the this, on this show notes, I have it written down wrong. We have, uh, I don't know if you have seen it, but uh, Toyo Tires just released a video of a pink short course truck driving around Mexico doing all kinds of crazy stuff, jumping over canals, doing all kinds of burnouts I on a hill. Seen it. And the driver was Alan Ampudia uh-huh. uh, of the Ampudia racing family. And uh, they own Papa and Beer down in Ensenada, oh, Mexico, okay. and a bunch of other people or a bunch of other places. So Alan Ampudia is going to join us uh, nice. next week. So that's nice. going to be really, really cool. Um, that video that they released uh, from Toyo Tires, I think, just hit like a million, a million and a half views on YouTube. And uh, it was with uh little john oh i have to look at right, yeah so put that on my things it was super up. cool the video was awesome man so um it's gonna be cool to talk to him about that it's gonna be cool to talk to alan about uh you know just growing up and racing and being uh just in the industry for so long so um we're gonna talk to you know some of the stuff about growing up in mexico and doing uh you know obviously stuff with his family and their business so i think that's going to be a fantastic show and uh we'll have to do some promotion about that video because that video is just so intense man it's super cool so um thank you very much to all of our sponsors thank you vanessa for coming into the studio thank you for having me it's always a pleasure thank you to lance and everybody at solder weld that uh is over there giving away these amazing products congratulations bobo yeah bobo bobo whatever um was once there was Uh, once there yeah so i want to know where who knows <laughs> we're gonna have to find Maybe out the he went to everywhere. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys very much for giving this stuff away to our audience it's really really cool so we really appreciate it thank you very much to all of our other sponsors thank you shock therapy you can use the code dirt life at shocktherapist.com um, if you didn't win tonight you can use the code dirt life at solderweld.com and buy anything over there you can use the code dirt life at ruggedradios.com and save on all your communications um, thank you guys uh, at kmc for giving us uh, all the opportunity to be a part of your guys's crew uh ryan edwards over there is just an awesome dude we really appreciate all his help and thank you to the guys at zollinger racing products for just being uh partners of the show for our since our inception we really appreciate that as well travis zollinger and his team are just fantastic people so we really appreciate them you can use the code dirt life at zollinger racing products.com and save a whole bunch of money on their amazing products over there too so thank you everyone for joining us tonight we really appreciate it we love you We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Dirt Life Show. 